so if you slap, they calling me pop. They calling me poppy. Yeah, this actually has words. Most people don't know yeah, right. this because they turn it down and let Enzo. My go. name <laughs> is Enzo Amore. And I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud. And you can't teach that. And this right here, this is Big Cash. And he's seven foot tall. And you can't teach that. And this right here, this is the main event. And he's funny as hell. <laughs> and you can't teach that. Welcome in to Jotting Out. Episode number fifty-eight. Yeah, the the, the Peter Bowler edition. The Peter Bowler edition. Not bad, not bad. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course the main event. Vent, vent. Jotting. Oh, screwed that Christ. one. I had a great idea, and then it went all the way to hell. He's AJ Francis, the Seattle Seahawks. I had. Never mind. I'm not going to bother. Let's just move on. We're drinking tonight. <laughs> So this is the first time we've ever had to record the three of us together at night. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided to bring gifts this week, and I stopped and picked up what is, I swear to God, my new favorite beverage on the face of the planet. The old Coney Island Orange Cream Ale. Oh, it is tasty. It is not terrible. It is one of those things. You're going to drink 17, and you have no idea. Oh, yeah. No, it's an extremely dangerous drink. Mm -hmm. Remember the first time you tried the root beer? Oh, yeah. You remember how, like, you knew it was probably going to be the end of you at some point? Not your father's root beer. Well, right, correct. Not your father's root beer. Yeah, this is the, like, this is. Funny story. Remember I told you guys that I went to uh, L.A. and was in that TV show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's wrapping up now. It should be out probably within the next year after they do all the stuff. You got to do post-production, all that type of stuff. But then there's, there's a scene. I'm in a bar, and I'm with my buddies in the show. And um, I'm actually drinking a Not Your Father's No, are you really? That's pretty funny. True story. That's pretty funny. Well, this is delicious. And uh, I figured it would uh, maybe bring some uh, more entertainment out of us this evening. Hey, Coney few... Island Brewing Company, if you want to sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, right. Enough... It's, I'm a big fan of your product. You don't even Maybe. have to pay us. Just send yeah, us we, some this, <laughs> this one's a freebie. After this, we're charging for you, bucko. I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm drunk. Is this your first time speaking? It's really bad, dude. My brain is not working. I am a father. I don't sleep. It's been a long day. We're taping this. We started after 9 o'clock. It's not a good night. But we're going to soldier through anyway, all right? We got a lot to get to on this week's show. Um, in, a, in our second segment, we're going to talk about some rumors. And the danger of this is that, like, by tomorrow, when the show goes up, perhaps we'll have more clarity in well, some of I, this stuff. I, I'm going to tell you now, these are rumors that are more hopeful rumors that we know about. Yeah. We know for a fact. And then we know because Dana White came out yep. a little while ago. Conor McGregor not on the outs with UFC right now. Well, well he's not going to – he was removed from UFC 200. 200. And, you know, anytime you take your main event off the show, it'd the, be like me leaving this show. Why right, would right. Listen? Correct. It would just be me mushing every wet word that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know what? And there are – I don't think there are even rumors at this point, more just wishful thinking. He might come well, to WWE. Well, the rumors are based on the idea. Well, first of all, this all started Conor McGregor, uh, who has been the star of the UFC for the last couple of years. Conor McGregor announced – It's kind of awkward we, that he got his ass choked out. It is a night. little awkward. That he, but, but he you know, stepped he went up two uh, weight classes. Whatever, right. yeah. So he said on Twitter today that he was retiring from the UFC. Nobody knew if it was true. Nobody knew what to make of it. We, we taped the show on Tuesday. Dana White says he's off the UFC 200 card, but says we're still good with Conor McGregor. A lot of 
ent- enterprising folks on Twitter just started going through some of the recent names that Conor McGregor has followed on Twitter. All right. Recent, and by the way. And not within like the last 24 hours. Let's not go crazy with that. Within the past two months, let's say. Correct. Just names that he started following in the last two months, and it's completely legit. It's, he only follows 452 people, or 452 Twitter accounts. The about 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th most recent accounts that he began following were Shane McMahon, Becky Lynch, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, all in order, the four of them. Now, he could have very well... Just be a fan? Just met them all at WrestleMania. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. There's no... It means zip. But we'd like to think it maybe it means something. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They, we're, we're talking For about how the fantasy the booking is one of our big things. We're going off the reservation oh, with yeah. the fantasy. Be prepared for that. That's our top five segment coming up later on the show. For the purposes of this show, we're going to say he's 100% Oh, he's oh, definitely coming 100%. to the WWE. There's no doubt. So in our second segment, we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to have joining us on the show, and I cannot believe, like, I walked in, I told Aaron, and Aaron's like, yeah, that's awesome. Then I told AJ, and he's just like, whatever. Like, I'm really bitter about that. That's all right. Uh, Daniel Pewter, the winner of uh, Tough Enough, the million dollar Tough Enough, Daniel Pewter, who uh, once famously nearly broke Kurt Angle's arm in a ring on and SmackDown. He and probably should have, yes. But the ref stepped in and quick, quick thinking said, we're going to pretend there's a pin here. Yep. And counted to three really quickly. Um, he went on after that, uh, he, yeah, he went on after that to have a really successful mixed martial arts well, career. He had, he was decent and had a decent career before. Well, that. but he was yeah. still young. He right. went on after, after that. He went on to strike force and he won a lot of fights there. And that Did was pretty Bellator high level. I think that he was out before Bellator came okay. along. But he, the strike force thing was where he fought. He fought in strike force for a while. He ended up going something like nine and 0, 10 and 0, something along those lines in his mixed martial arts career. So as a guy that's done both mixed martial arts and the WWE, I figured he would be a nice guy to talk to about a guy that we're hoping will will go from mixed martial arts to the WWE. So we're going to talk to Daniel Pewter about that in segment number two. Before we get there, let's uh, talk about what happened on Raw this week, and that's what we'll lead off. And we let off with um, Enzo and Cass's music. So if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind leading off with sure. the uh, the tag team tournament uh, presented by Bootios. Bootios, they make sure you ain't booty. Thank you very much. We have our final set. Enzo and Cass, the Vaudevillains. And it's great. It's great. It's perfectly done. It sets up so that the Vaudevillains... It's almost like I told you guys that would happen. I do remember you saying something about the Vaudevillains being perfect for the final, and they are perfect, and this works out. The Vaudevillains can beat Enzo and Cass, but you can set something up between the two of them. Then you can have the New Day beat the Vaudevillains, or you can have the Vaudevillains beat. Do you really think you can have Enzo and Cass beat? they, They made a change. The finals, we assumed were going to be next week on Raw, mm-hmm. and the match was on Payback, the right. title match. That's not the case anymore. So the finals are now on Payback, and the match... Extreme rules. I assume. Assumably. But... That raises some red flags to me. Not not bad red flags, but that there's something bigger going on that's going to happen during this match. Well, I mean, is that a problem? No. I, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I say red flags just... Is anyone opposed to that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, uh, with, the, with the fact that the match is now pushed to Payback... I gotta assume that means Enzo and Cass are actually going to be the ones going over, so you can get a month long build for Enzo and Cass and, and, the, new and the New Day. Uh, now, it'll only be three. I mean, three. It's it's May first, May twenty second. Or is that okay. which, which isn't a bad thing? Three week build. Well, <laughs> I see. What, what this makes me think is there's not going to be a clear finish. <laughs> By the way, if you were wondering if condescending AJ yeah. was going to make it this uh, week, he made I, it I, the I'm first thinking ten more minutes just of the non-finish. Match. 
Well, yeah, okay, non-finish, and so then you got to do it again uh, a week later on Raw, do it again. Uh, here's the only problem. Unless pro- the Bullet Club gets a This ball. is the only problem I have with all this, and I'm going to continue to say this as long as I possibly can. The only thing that comes from this is you're keeping the New Day away from the main event. That's the only issue I have. You're keeping the New Day away from the top of your card while you're doing this. I love it, right? I, think, I love Enzo and Cass. I love the Vaughn Villains. I, I think that's only a matter of time, though. Yeah. I think, as I mean... As soon as Roman makes that flip, I think the next person, I mean, because he'll probably be done with AJ Styles because AJ will be involved with the Bullet Club somehow. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's a perfect opportunity, even if you don't put the belt on him. Well, I was arguing. To elevate Biggie or Kofi. My argument could be could the Bullet Club be what pulls the New Day to the main event level? Could the Bullet Club's association with AJ Styles sort of set up for. I know that you we all, we have all worked on the premise of Roman Reigns turning heel. It's not happened yet. It, I still think it's what's best, but they don't appear to be set on the idea that it must happen. If what we saw on Monday night with the Bullet Club attacking, if that's a heel move, I mean that's something that heels would do. Could that lean towards an AJ Styles yeah. heel turn, and then AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson working with the New Day moving forward? I could see that as well. I can see it. Anybody it have a feels, problem with that? I have no, no problem with yeah. it. It's great. Uh, just based on the way they did it on Monday, I think it's leaning more towards that it's not going to be a fun, happy, bullet club, you know, trio reunion here. It seems like what they're doing is setting up very clearly, at least they're setting up the place for it, for a bullet club turning on AJ. Right. I just don't, I just don't know or, what you're getting out of that. That could, just be that. A, that could also just be a, be a false smoke flag. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, if it led to the Bullet Club aligning themselves with Roman Reigns, I would not, there would not wow. be enough space in this yeah. room for all of my jizz. Wow. Because it would be about the greatest thing that you could possibly Roman do Reigns, there. the leader of the, the Bullet, Bullet Club? Bullet Club? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't suck. And even the wow. internet, like, that would be, <laughs> of all the bitching you ever do, like, even the internet would be like, what the fuck do we do here? <laughs> Oh my god! And then Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles form the new shield. <laughs> and then the main event of of SummerSlam is the New Day versus the New Bullet Club versus, versus the New, the new shield. shield. All the belts Holy on the line. Shit. All the stop. belts on the line. Alright, that's it. We're, we're, okay, we're leaving right. now. Podcast <laughs> over. These the rest of the show. Podcast over. I guess I'll button them back up. Sorry. Apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, there's Sorry, a, boys. there's a lot. The one good thing that I think is right, right now we're having this discussion. There's so many things that can, that can happen over Well, the because it's so many guys that you've not, you have so much new blood yeah. that you have so many opportunities to do something we've never seen before. And this is what you're worried about. Is that when, is John Cena's going to come back? Right. And then it's going to be John <laughs> Cena versus Roman Reigns. Exactly right. That's what you're worried about. Oh, and don't forget oh, Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. The problem is, like, we, here we are, throwing out all these things that make us really excited. But the good, I think the good thing about Triple H not being on TV is that by the time he does come back, I think it's going to be... I think he has to come back at, as a face. Not even just... maybe. I don't even think it he depends. has to come back as a face, but I think he has to come back against Shane. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Well, oh, oh, I yeah, see. No, what you're no, saying. I, I don't and think just completely right. Him. I like, think they're setting it up where he can come back. Like before, there was questions whether he could come back as a heel. Like if he comes back and he shuts down the Bullet Club, he shuts down right. AJ and that Styles. would set up that would set up Triple H versus Shane. Shane right, yes. that would be very natural at that point, and that would almost be viewed as kind of harmless because you're not messing with any of the other guys. You're sort of separating separating things away from that. Shane can be around for a couple of months, and he can depart to do whatever it is that he wants. 
All well and good. What does he do to make his money? He run ran like a video company. Like He's a video. done a lot. He, he was also involved with the WWE films for a little while. Oh god, remember He's phone's also Something he's he talked about a motorcycle show recently and he was somehow involved with that. It was very odd. I didn't it's really strange. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> like, it's really strange. I heard he's also trying to bring back the XFL. That'd be awesome. <laughs> a lot of really exciting business ideas from Shane McMahon. Remember when he was like I this is such a vague memory. Do you remember when he was hanging out with Roy McElroy's dad at the eighteenth green when Roy oh, yeah. McElroy yeah, won yeah, the US was, Open? He was, he was right there. So he got, was like, the, he got the, the strangest big, like, thing. The first I, hug from him right, right I there. distinctly remember watching and sitting next to my wife. And being like, oh, that's Shane McMahon. And, of course, her response was, who's Shane McMahon? Right, right, of yep. course. Yeah. Like, I hate you, but yeah. I love you, but I hate you. Yeah, it's a lot of that. <laughs> I deal with the same thing in my relationship. It's just the way it goes. She was kind of invested in Raw this week. She was, um, there's the things that she likes and the things that she doesn't like. She loves Roman. She is on board with Roman. She, she is on board John with Cena. Roman. You know that she loves John Cena. She loves Randy Orton. I mean, she's a girl. Like, she just is into the things. And that- Mark Henry. And randomly, Mark Henry and Kane. Which one of these things? <laughs> yeah, right. Very randomly, when we went to that awful, awful house show that the literally had nothing on it. I mean, it was terrible. Although, as it turns out, Bo Dallas was part of it. Bo Dallas was part of it, yeah, but he right? wasn't Bo Dallas. Yeah, yet. yeah, he wasn't quite Bo Dallas at the moment. Um, the main event was Mark Henry versus Kane. No, that, that was the intermission. The main event was Big Show versus Alberto oh, Del Rio. It wasn't much better. <laughs> that was all we got. Those were the two matches on the entire card. I'm not going to lie. I went to a SmackDown in Miami where the main event was Del Rio versus Big Show, and it was actually pretty dope because it was the last. It wasn't. Man it wasn't the one where he buried him under the, the, the table. Oh, that was actually kind of awesome. Yeah, that yeah. Really that they cool. didn't bury him under a table. Yeah, if we had gotten that, I probably would have been more excited for all of this. <laughs> but just so I can brag about my girlfriend real quick, last week when the Bullet Club showed up, I was like, "Oh, it's the Bullet Club." You mean those guys from Japan? Oh, I was right. really proud. That's not bad. Not bad. I was proud. Well, well done. Well done. So yeah, this is. There's. We're excited about all these things, but we know the realities of. What could go wrong in the process? And so that's why we're sort of excited with bated breath. I think that the, la- net, the last two weeks have been very good. You know, the funny thing about this week for me is that this is one of the weeks that I typically am not uh, excited necessarily for Raw because I don't like anything that isn't live. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a guy. I want it to be live. I want there to be the idea that you never know what might happen. I did have some people... Hint, hint, Matt Crow, trying to ask me if I had read the spoilers and tell me about what happened on the show. God, I hate you. Yeah, I put it out on Twitter if anyone spoiled it. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. He tried to tell me about the Bullet Club. He did his best. He's like, uh, I wasn't really, really infuriated about that. Um, From the top of the card. Is this, oh, was this another week where people were going to pretend Roman promo was terrible? People are liking Roman well, now. I think this people was a are good starting week for to like. Roman. People are starting was, to like Roman now. I, I was just saying. I was just wondering. It was because yeah. you know how that goes. Yep. No. Pe- people. Because I did have people text me and tell me how terrible Roman's promo was this well, week. Well, I don't know about this week. Really? Last Literally. week. Last week it was brutal. This week. Literally. Now I think what we. I think one of the good things is he's established that. Here's here's what I would change. When you come out, when he comes out and does, if he's going to continue to do the "I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy" thing, you start by saying "I'm Roman Reigns." I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. Just, just go it's, full Paul Heyman with it's, it. Yeah, right. It's a, it it's a little – just yeah. make it part of – Make it rhythmic. Make it, you know. Exactly right. That would be my that would be my suggestion if you're going to continue doing that because I don't think it's awful if that's going to be the way that you – that's your introduction. I think that's fine if that's your introduction. Make it part I of the theme music. When it sounded like that was going to be the same promo that he was cutting every week, that was problematic for me. But as we talked about with Enzo and Cass, I'm fine with that being your introduction. I'm fine with that. I would just say – the way that everybody else introduces themselves as they say it, I would start by saying, I'm Roman Reigns, 
I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. I'm fine with all of that. Um, the interaction between he and AJ Styles was mostly good. Again, the only thing about shows that weren't that aren't live is the weird kind of like editing. You know what I mean? That they do where they like quickly much. go to break. They quickly oh, okay. get in and out, yeah. and it sort of doesn't breathe as much as you would typically want it to breathe um, because they get a hard time and they get out at. I, that's a little bit weird, but other than that, I thought it was good. I thought it worked, and I think that you have the intrigue of, huh? So you had the Bullet Club attack Roman, but. And then AJ kind of said, well, they're my guys, but I didn't... Like, there's a lot of intrigue that comes out of that. I think that worked out really well. I think it just leaves yourself wanting to know what's going to happen next week, which, as we talked about last week, is all I'm asking for. All I'm asking for is give me that thing, and now you have done that with this Bullet Club AJ Styles interaction that I have to tune in on Monday night to find out where that's going. There's nothing wrong with I mean, yeah. it's been. I think it's been a good run of Raws. I mean, usually the Raws after Mania are always good. And they start to taper off around June, is what I would use. You get say. a pay-per-view in yeah. or so, and yeah. 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 I you mean, know, you get what you get. Around, around late May, early June is when they start doing the celebrity guest appearances and whatnot, and that's when it starts to taper off. They did do Dr. Phil last week. Let's not but forget it did that. Not, it was not terrible, even though you like to pretend it was. And, <laughs> but at the same time, this, I mean, like you said, this next week on Raw, there's a lot to be discussed. I mean... First of all, we actually it finally was announced officially, uh, Natalia versus yep. Charlotte yep. at Payback. Yep. Uh, do you think she's going to get more than one? Yeah, I still I still think it's going. I, I still think it's going Payback. You know, I, especially I think, especially with them so close together, I think that they'll kind of make extreme. I roles. think this will be a perfect time for you to, because you, you I think the plan we all assume the plan is to have Sasha win at SummerSlam. Makes it sense. would be very logical. Okay. Yes. So if we're all in agreement on that, I think now with the four pay-per-views in between that is a perfect opportunity for you to line up divas that don't usually get a shot at the divas title, Natalia, Naomi, and then you just... You know, my issue with Natalia is I think she's, she deserves another opportunity to be the champion. I think the bummer just is... Just not now. I know right now it's tough, if but... If Natalia wins the belt before Sasha, I, I will riot. Well, she, she already has won a championship. I'm talking about a, again. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you, can't, you can't mess around with Sasha with this, no, dude. It's, oh, it's right. Really he will riot. Legitimately. <laughs> you remember the... Hammerstein remember, Ballroom, yeah. Remember the, the show after Mania when I... Went on a little three-minute tirade. Yeah, I do remember, yes. Okay. That exact thing will happen, but twice <laughs> as long for Sasha Banks if that happens. Look, I'm just I'm in on Natty. I always have been. I always thought that she's been a great character. Oh, I always think she's been she's a good great. performer. I think that she's just a 10, and I what like her being in this position. Inclusion? Right, now that's the part that we get to, which is we've sort of seen this before. You know, this was well, the we NXT. saw it exactly. Right, the yeah. NXT thing was to have both guys in the And look, I... You can't work. Hey, I'm all for it. My man Brett's get right. Yeah, yeah, your best friend. In fact, I'm pretty sure if if for some reason like Brett has a cough that morning, I'm pretty sure that you guys are close enough now that you would be the one to fill in. Yeah, part of the hard thing. I think you're next up at that point. So this is very good for you. They're gonna jump Anvil again. Poor my, Anvil. My my thought, <laughs> like, like Owen was the white member of the Nation of Domination, <laughs> right? You're the black, the member, black member of the Nation. That's pretty good. There we go. My, <laughs> 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 who was it that was? What was the guy's name that was the black guy in the Heart Foundation when they did it? Wasn't there a black guy at briefly? The only black guy I remember ever being involved with any Heart was uh, who was who was team okay. partner who, when they no. wore the checker pad pants. Who was Tyson's was tag partner? Right? Yeah, it was Coco. Yeah. Who was Tyson's tag partner when they were wearing 
they, Tyson briefly. Oh, uh, was it Kofi? I don't remember. I don't think it was Kofi, but there was a point. Yeah, they they did the new high energy. Mm, this is gonna drive me nuts. This is gonna drive me nuts. But they were wearing. They were coming out the heart music. Natty was the manager, and I could have sworn. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy who the other guy was. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think it was a another second generation. It might have been somebody related to Davey. Now that I think about it. It might uh, well, have been. Well, they did, they did the new hard credit with, uh, D.H. Smith. They did D.H. Smith and Tyson, right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. That's exactly what I'm Smith thinking of. He's, he's, he's I'm very, not a black guy. I'm very aware he's not a, I just said, now that I think your, about it, I'm wrong. In your memory, oh, D.H. Smith God. is a black guy? All of you guys look alike. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I got from Aaron too. When he, you said a black guy, it had to be Kofi. Right. Well, wait, didn't, didn't they do like a new high energy? I do feel like they did do something like that. I do feel like they did something like that. But I, alright, anyway, let's move on because I've just embarrassed myself. That's all that's happened here. Truthfully. Uh, one of the things that I would say is that you can't assume that everyone's seen everything that you did on NXT. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying mm-hmm. we've never done this here. We're going to do it here. And it could potentially set up for a scenario where it forces Rick and, and Brett to not be involved in the next one. Like, you do something, and if you're saying you're going to continue this for another match, another pay-per-view at this point, then something occurs that means that you do it again and you say we're going to ban Rick from ringside or something like that, and then you could perhaps have the scenario where Charlotte turns on Rick is what we've all been waiting for, where she has a big heel moment, where she takes her aggression out on her father, and her father is dismissed from the situation. I think this would set up very nicely for that, that something occurs between he and Brett, then he is forced to, you know, be banned from ringside. She gets pissed off. She attacks him. And now she's gone completely full heel. And then maybe you could have a scenario where Rick aligns himself with Sasha Banks or something along those lines. And that looks pretty good. So I'm, I'm all good by doing the Rick Hart, Rick Flair, Bret Hart thing at, uh, payback. I think that it works. Um, by the way, the new high energy that I was thinking was, uh, Kofi and Evan Bourne. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, they called it Airborne, right? Yeah, that, that was Airborne, but everyone, energy. but they, they wore, well, they, they wore very, the neon no. gimmicks. Yes, they no. wore the neon outfits and everyone was saying, no. oh, it's the new high energy. I do energy. think he's right about that. No. I do think he's right about that. They Did they wear checkerboard? Them. They wore neon. Did they wear checkerboard? Cause, cause Kofi always wears neon. Go ahead and get myself another orange cream <laughs> ale. I should have gotten three six-packs for the evening. Um, Anyway, what else do we need to talk about that happened? Oh, you know, the the interactions between Jericho, Zane, Owens, and Ambrose were great. What you can allow for is you did the reverse matches this week, and you do a tag team match next week and lead yourself right into the pay-per-view. I think that's that's quintessential wrestling booking right there. That's everything you can ask for in wrestling booking, so I'm good by that. Anything else that jumps out? Jericho at standing tall, tall at the, the end, end like, first yeah, that time. Was, in that was a little surprising. Like, you, know why he was, you know why he was able to do that? Why? Because he won at Mania. He was believable as standing tall. I at the end love of heel, true heel Jericho. Me too. I'm. I've always been the, on he board. He is the best heel in the business. Period. Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue that. I mean. I, 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 but you know correct as wrestlers go chris jericho is very very good when it comes to that and when you let him be true heel jericho i think you have good results and that's what you got this time around and uh, what's not to enjoy about that anything else is that it is that kind of the whole kid caboodle meaningful part of the show yeah. yeah, I guess it was. I mean, you had Miz and Maurice. Do, do we want to talk about? Well, how I mean, I can talk about how good Maurice <laughs> looked. Like Jesus, Jesus Christ! How great is like 
everything that Miz does as his like character, Maurice just accentuates it to the T. Oh, no, no question. She's like the hot European wife yep. that like. Yep. Oh, she was so she, underrated she was, in her Divas run. She is so healed for speaking French mm-hmm. in, oh, yeah. in England. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, they hated it. It's perfect. They hated it's perfect. It. It's perfect. I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about your tweet about uh, Apollo Cruz because you're yeah. dead on. They need to figure out something because they are on the verge of. He's the blue chipper. Like he's he's doing the That's Rocky Maivia thing, but smiling, th- beating people in squash matches. Yeah, has no charisma or not. I mean, he's showing no charisma. Here, outside yeah, I'll play of the smiling. role of you for this one. We're three weeks in. I know. We're three weeks. But, in. No, no, no. I, that was I was just making that remark because I just always think it's funny. But it's true. It is. It's 100 percent true. But I just think it's funny. Like. When people chanted "Die Rocky, Die," I mean, it's kind of like how people boo Roman. It's the same concept of, I mean, he's giving you the good product in the ring. Like I'm all for booing the shit out of Eva Marie because she's terrible in the ring. She's awful, right? She's yeah. horrible. Yeah. But when a guy's booing, a guy's doing what he's supposed to do in the ring, like Apollo Crews does, right? Like Roman does, like The Rock obviously did. You, I, you, it, to me, when you boo guys like that. You just are booing for the sake of well, and, I, and again, sti- like also when you boo John Cena, it's like you're booing for the sick state, for the sake of saying I'm here. Well, and I, I the argument that we made back is that you're doing it for the sake of saying you're not really booing them as much as you're booing the decisions that are made that are around, involving them, and we've talked about that ad nauseum, right? And I think a lot of people's argument right now is that we like Apollo, but I love Apollo. He wasn't, but this, it, but this, obviously it won't, it won't. The die Rocky die chant that was me just trying to make a point, right? But about how he's literally being booked exactly the same. Right, as the correct. Rock was. Yes. But at the same time, because of who he is and because of his background, he could go out there and give shit matches for the next three months, and it still wouldn't. He still wouldn't get booed. He wouldn't so get booed, but I don't know if he'll I get cheered. I think it'll get old quickly. I think you yeah. have. Again, no. I talk about purpose. I talk about um, no. If the smart, if there's one thing I've learned from this whole Roman situation. No matter what product you put in the ring, mm-hmm. people are going to boo who they think they should boo and cheer who they think they should cheer. There's some element of that, but that's not necessarily true. It's not – again, they can be largely indifferent, and once you get to the, the point of indifference, then it essentially might as well be boos, and it's going to become he, he won't get booed. very He quickly. won't get booed necessarily quickly, but the cheers, I think, could dry up right. if they if – Like you have to do something. Right. If, you're, if what you're doing is just showing up, you're Fandango. You're – you're Adam Rose, and you're Fandango without a catchy song. Well, to dance you to. won't show up if you're Adam Rose now. Well, right now he's suspended, obviously. But that, you become. I do like the gimmick of the social outcasts trying to find their fourth member. No, I think it's a oh, great it's idea. It's fantastic. I think it'd be a tremendous idea. I don't know why you wouldn't go with that route. Do you think that they? I mean, the obvious answer would be Fandango, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's the obvious Jack choice Swagger. to put in that role. I always, I mean, Damian Sandow's the other obvious there choice. The problem sure. is, again, I don't like anything that. that I want Damian Sandow back on TV, and I don't think the social outcasts is I'm really... I'm also social outcasts are on TV every I week. know, but they're not doing anything. There's no purpose to it. Okay, would you rather be on TV and I not guarantee you'd rather be doing would on you TV. Rather be, I guarantee you would rather, rather be on be TV. Curtis Axel or Zack Ryder? Well, I mean, that's a loaded question, because you could say back at least Zack Ryder's accomplished something at some point in his career. So, yeah, I'd probably rather be Zack Ryder in general. Would, I'm talking but if about you're saying at the moment. moment, right, on a week-to-week basis, I'd probably rather be Curtis Axel because I'm getting on TV. I understand exactly what you're saying. I totally get it, and I do. I, it's just my frustration that they haven't figured out Damian Sandow is effing gold. Get him out there yeah. and have him do You're nuts. Damian Sandow is amazing. I mean, how many more? Uh, we talk about how great The Miz is. 
The Miz is How amazing. How many times does the Miz have to get somebody else Damian over? Damian Sandow has always been great. He was best with the Miz. No one's arguing that he was best with his the Miz. His best two times was when he was with the Miz and he was with Cody Rhodes. Of course, those were his best two. Nobody's debating that. But he was, and always when he wasn't with them, he floundered. He didn't really. Well, he floundered because they've never. Well, hang on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He won money in the bank. He won money in the bank. Because he was with Cody Rhodes and then he split from Cody Rhodes. Right. That's when he started to flounder. Well, they floundered because they had no idea what to do with well, him. They, they gave him money because he bank. lost to one leg or one arm, John Cena, right. whatever. Well, it was because the they decided they're getting rid of one of the belts, yeah. which yeah. obviously is going to screw you if you're Damian Sandow because they're not going to give you the actual title. They were only comfortable giving you the SmackDown title. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it was. There were a lot of guys. They were very comfortable saying, "You can be SmackDown champion," and then they were like, well, "What about the other one?" I don't think so. Poor don't think the, so. The, the one and thing Paul that, Ziggler, yeah. who's got uh, by the way, the Baron Corbin thing looks good. Yes, it does. Yeah, that looks good. It's a shame that there's there's doesn't feel like there's more juice towards that because I think it's a good thing for both of them. I think that works out pretty well. Um I think it's a good match. I think it's a, a good program. All of yep. it works for me. Uh the one they bring up all these guys, the other thing we have to look for is they're gonna be spring cleaning this year. We haven't had that in a while yeah. and all of these guys well, are I gonna mean, be two guys just put themselves in really good position to be spring clean. I don't even yes. remember, is it Connor or Victor? I don't know. It's Connor. Connor. Yeah, Connor, obviously, and, and Adam Rose just put themselves in really good positions to be the first two on the chopping blocks if there are spring cleaning. I, you almost kind of have to have spring cleaning if you're not doing a brand split. And that was what a lot of people were wondering if that was coming with the whole Shane stuff. No brand split as of right now. No real reason to believe that a brand split is coming. And if it's, it's not going I don't going know why to, people thought there would be a brand split. Well, there was some stuff on the Internet about. Oh, the, the thing, Internet's Yeah, I know, right, cool. believe it or not. Well, but it was weird, like. The shows the being built as Raw versus WWE and things like that. Like that was tickets went on sale for events called Raw versus WWE. Baltimore went on sale. Yeah, like Raw. when you see that, you think to yourself, maybe there's something there. Yeah, but I never thought it, it was going to be a brand split just because the the logical way to split up would have been the faces and the heels, and obviously you're not doing a brand split that way. Well, yeah, I mean you're not going to throw right. all the heels it, on one. Well, but on some people, I, I remember right and before. And also, you guys talk about how thin the roster is. Yeah, they've been yeah. decimated by injury. You're going to split it in half. Well, I think you were assuming that you were getting guys back. I think you're working under the assumption that as the Seth Rollins of the world came back, as the John Cena's of the world came back, if you're going to load up a bunch of guys from NXT on the card, and boy did they! They threw what eight. Eight guys all at once: the Vaudevillains, the Vaudevillains, yeah. Enzo, Enzo and Cass, Cass Zane, Zane, Cruz. Yep, Bal. Oh uh, no, um, Baron, Corbin. Baron. Is that it? It's just seven. Seven. All right, so plus it's just the seven. Bullet Club. Yeah, plus the Bullet Club, right? So that's nine. It's nine guys that you all threw on about the span of a month. You're going to either have to clean some other people out. It's just going to have to work that way because you're not going to get all of them on TV. And there's only so many other things you can have these guys doing to justify what you're paying them. Or you got to go with a brand split and you got to make it more significant that you're going to be in one show or the other. Maybe launch some more programming on the WWE Network. Like anybody would be offended by that. I think we'd all be good. I at just it. don't understand why main event is still currently on. It gets, Hulu. Uh, uh, yeah, it's European. It's, it's international it's a, TV. They get paid yeah. a lot of money for that. So they can't put it on the WWE network because then people won't watch it in the rest of the world on. It's stupid. It's then really They should dumb. put Velocity on the WWE. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right? Or why not Saturday, create another Sunday hour nights. of. Uh, do another hour of dark matches at NXT tapings, you know? Like something. Give me more. I'm paying 10 bucks a month. You give me a little bit more, I'm going to like that. 
All right. Uh, let's Speaking of a, which, you say that, but you don't even watch the Edge and Christian show. I don't have. I only have so many hours in my week. Last week I, was fantastic. I only have so many hours God, in my week. How do you I not gotta, watch? The I gotta show? watch baseball. No, I gotta watch. I got no, a lot dude, going on. Listen right to now. me right now, everyone listening. Okay, if you are a wrestling fan, which you obviously are, because you listen to three wrestling nerds talk about wrestling, or mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> also, mom. If you are not my mother, or <laughs> Glenn's mother, or Aaron's girlfriend. Well, she's a wrestling fan, actually. So well, she is yeah. true. If you're not one of those people, you should probably watch Edge and Christian show. It's to drink literally a, beer, a comedic variety show making fun of wrestling. I hear and you. I'm sure I would I, love I, it. The, the weather forecast. Oh my was god! The greatest thing ever. You understand? They just had a whole new season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt come out. What am I supposed to do with okay, my life? Okay, Titus Andromedon is one of the best characters Thank you. on television. Thank you. However, I haven't even gotten into it. However, I haven't even had a chance. Funaki's intro of the show every week in Howard Finkel's Pete voice. Gas was on. Come on, man. Dude, he was on this week gas. too. All right, I will watch. I promise you that already. I just don't know when I'm going to be able to watch. I'm sorry. You're going to be one of those people. That you're gonna watch it all at one time, one time right? Yeah. And yes. then you're gonna like want to talk to me about it. I am. And I'm That's gonna be like, the way it goes. I'm gonna be like, no, I'm having, <laughs> I, the show's been over for two months. I don't want to uh, talk about it. All right, let's grab a break. When we come back in, Daniel Pewter is going to join the show and hopefully not break any of our arms. Uh, we're gonna talk all about in segment number two all of the hopefulness of the name Connor McGregor. Not really anything there, but we'd like to think there is. We'll do that next. It is jobbing out. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is Thursday, May 5th at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Yes, Cinco de Mayo. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a Mexican fighter fighting on the card. And his nickname is Cinco de Mayo. Also, this is going to be a tribute to my father, M.B. Smith, who was also a boxing promoter who got me into this game and showed me the right way of doing things. Or the wrong way. I just did it my way. But he passed away from cancer. So that night, we are going to do a benefit for breast cancer. Yes, he loved breast, ladies and gentlemen. So we got to do that for him. If you want tickets, please... Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. Thank you very much, folks, and have a good day. Back in here, segment number two. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course the main event. Vent. Oh no, That's just just one this time. Just Son the of a one. bitch. Now you screwed you me gotta, up. All. You know, you gotta keep the keep everybody on their toes. AJ Francis of the Seattle Seahawks, joined now by a man who has accomplished quite a bit in his career. Not only was the winner of the million dollar tough enough one million dollars not only did he damn near kill kurt angle in a wrestling win ring once <laughs> he also went on to go eight and zero in his mixed martial arts career including a stint in strike force and now is working as a coach a consultant all sorts of things he is daniel pewter and he joins us now daniel it's good to talk to you man thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes for us of course. Thanks for having me on today, guys. Absolutely, man. All right, so before we get to, because we definitely want to talk to you about Conor McGregor, right? And I told you that because it's just a crazy story. But before that, uh, when was yeah. the last time you had a conversation with one Kurt Angle? Uh, in WWE, back in the day. I figured that might be the case. <laughs> Can you, he, he, 
we have, we have, we don't like each other too much. We, we you know, I mean, I, I love, I love him because I kicked his ass, but at the end of the day, you know, he doesn't like me too much. How probably, many, probably for the same reason. <laughs> Pro, probably, I would have to say so. Right. How funny is it to you that like that moment has lived on? And I'm assuming that we are not the only nerds that have approached you to discuss that with you over the course of the last decade. You know, it, think about it. It's like one of the ten. Uh, I think it made top ten on some list this last year of like actual uh, shoots, right? Part right. of WWE, right? You know, top ten. It's always going to be top ten. I mean, who? Some some you know some punk twenty five year old kid gets in the ring with you know the Olympic gold medalist and shows him up on on TV. I mean that's funny, dude. It was <laughs> it was it was funny. I'm imagining it was a little bit more awkward than that when it was actually. Going I said on. I said it when before we got on air today. I was like, if if he knew going into it that it was supposed to be a shoot match and you got him in the Kimura lock. One of two things should have happened. <laughs> One, he should have been a man and tapped. I don't give a shit if you're on TV or not. If he's not, you should have broke the shit out of his <laughs> I try. I tried. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, it just won. In fairness, there was a million dollars at stake. True. Like, let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. Like, like whose arm's going to come off? Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, man. What was the backstage scene like? Because we, we saw what it was like in front of the camera, a fire in everybody's eyes. What was it like backstage after that? Uh, you know what? I, I was, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I think I was getting some heat, but they didn't really show me in front of my face. So it was, it was, uh, it was actually pretty chill. Like, I, I'm surprised that, 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 uh, either Bill Lamont or Al Snow didn't come up to me and be like, are you freaking crazy? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They were like, they played it off. They kayfabe the whole thing. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like, I have no clue what's going on here. Did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I not? Did I kick his ass? Are they going to show it on TV? And then it came out on TV, and it just started blowing up. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is like, you know, you never know, right? You never know what they're going to show, actually, because it's pre-taped for, you know, Tuesday nights for, for Thursday night uh, SmackDown back then. It's a great point. So. It's a great point. AJ remembered yeah. another uh, incident, however, where you were on the other end yeah. of... Um, <laughs> the one question I wanted to ask you once we realized you were on is, so that 2005 Rumble, how did they explain to you yeah. that whole yeah, situation of how they were just going to try to basically... They, they didn't explain anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> so when they explained it in the ring and they chopped the hell out of me and bloodied my chest and then I was thinking to myself... Should I actually kick their ass right now? Or <laughs> I mean, like again, I gotta imagine that you're going through like a million dollars, a million dollars. Do I really want to go through with this right now? You should well, have also myself. Should I kick their ass right now? Because do I want to? Like, if I were to kick Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and Hardcore Holly's butt, legit, would I've gotten paid two million dollars? I mean, that's fair. I mean, right? you, you would have, I mean, Dana White would have been knocking on your door. <laughs> he already was. He that's already what I'm was. saying. I'm yeah. saying he would have kicked your door down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, I just saw you kick these three guys' asses, and they're not punks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I really like Dana. I give it to him. I mean, he, he's built a great business, and, you know, they they were they were the first, the first uh, company in town, and They've weeded out the, the competition. I mean, they've done a really freaking awesome job. I give it to him. He is Daniel Pewter, and he joins us here on Jobbing Out. 
So uh, that's a great transition. It, it leads us in, obviously, to what has been a wild topic of conversation today. And for those that don't know, for those of you that are, that are just wrestling fans that listen to the show, Daniel went on to, he had already been very successful in the world of mixed martial arts. He went on to an 8-0 record, a great run in strike force, a very high level of mixed martial arts. And we thought you'd be the perfect person with a guy in both backgrounds to talk about all this stuff that we've been hearing today about Conor McGregor, who... He's not, he, he's not going to WWE. Okay, there we go. Now, now, is that like, you know that as a fact, like you've talked to somebody? Yeah, yeah, but I can't tell you who I've talked to. Okay. Vince McMahon <laughs> told Daniel... <laughs> but, but hold, hold on. So, so what's funny about this, that you bring this up, and this is why I was like, this is awesome to talk about, is because when he fought Nate Diaz, one of my friends texts me and goes, who's going to win? And I go, Nate. And she, she goes, who was it? It was, it was a couple of my friends in Cali, I think. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. And they, they, were, like, they were like, oh, who's going to win? And I go, Nate. And, and, and they were like, yeah, right. And I'm like, no, seriously. And they were like, dude, Connor's won his last, like, ten fights in a row. I go, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was, you know, I, I called it, and, and then Nate, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, know, he he know. punked him. I mean, he straight up, yeah, took him out. Yeah. Okay, so are yeah. you are you saying this? Let me let me ask it a different way. Then, would this work? Let's just say that we didn't know that Connor wasn't going WWE. Could Connor McGregor? I mean, I mean, maybe he is, but I was told he wasn't. Okay, but uh, but you never know. Sure, absolutely. I mean, heck, there's a lot of money that could be thrown in somebody's face, and they say, you know what, I wasn't going to, but suddenly I might. Uh, exactly. I, I think I think Connor has uh, an awesome look. You know, he he's he's very well rounded. Um, he, he's a rock star. I mean, what's his record? You know, thirty and three or something like that. I mean, he's he's uh, you know he's he's uh, nineteen and three. I mean, he's he's a rock star. You know, so I I, I could say he could do anything if he wanted. I mean. Guy can go into business and be successful in business. Whatever he wants to do, he, he can do it. So it just depends on what he feels like doing now. But he's so much different than Brock. Like, like Brock's a guy, the, the look, he could do, I mean, he's just a murderer. I mean, he, you, you terrify, you actually legitimately crap your pants when you see Brock Lesnar walk into a room. Connor, while we all know he's a badass, doesn't have that same, just because he's a smaller dude. You know, like he wouldn't work. He's not same. 285. You're, Co- correct. You're, tell, you're telling me if you saw Connor in a dark Oh, if I did, yeah. He's but but hang on a second. AJ's 6'3". You know what I mean? Like 6'3". I'm 6'5". Well, 6'5". You know what I mean? Like AJ, Shut up, AJ. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like it's not. it doesn't work that way with everyone. You know what I mean? Like Brock Lesnar, there isn't a peer. Yeah. There's, I, w- I would say, like, as, as he mentioned, I... I'm a professional football player. Do I, would I be afraid? Do I think Conor McGregor would whoop my ass? Yes. yes yeah. I do. Yeah. But would I be afraid to fight Conor McGregor? No. Would I be afraid to fight Brock Lesnar? Absolutely. Yeah, he'd disembowel you. But, 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 but you guys see Cain Velasquez. When Cain, when Cain hit Brock in the head, what did Brock do? He acted like a little baby. And he freaking ran, and he didn't want to get hit in the head again. Wow. Conor oh. McGregor, you hit him in the head, and he's going to look at you and smile and enjoy <laughs> it. And then he's going to take a couple seconds and think of how he's going to smash your face in. Everything you just said was factual. I mean, that is true. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't really dispute you there. If you so, so personally, I'd rather take the dude that that I can hit in the face and that doesn't like it, rather than the dude that's a freaking crazy and that likes getting hit in the face. I mean, that's fair. I mean, like, then you're really worried about some psycho shit at that point, right? So, 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 
so I, I just see, I just see at the end of, it, 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 you know, if 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 he goes into WWE or does whatever, people are going to know that he's really a badass, and 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 you know he he can interview, he can speak, he can do everything. Brock Lesnar cannot talk. Why do you think he has other people talk for him? True. That's the challenge. Is he's not? He's a big guy, and that's all he is. He, he, yeah, he's tough too, you know. But but at the end of the day, he's he's not tough as an MMA fighter. He's tough as an amateur wrestler, and and he's a he's a he's a he's a good pro wrestler. But but he's not a well-rounded, awesome pro wrestler like a lot of other people are. If there was an offer on the table, like let's just say we still don't know what really is going on with Conor McGregor, but let's just say that that Triple H was really interested and was aggressive in his pursuit. As a guy that's done both, what would you tell Conor McGregor if he came to you and said, dude, it's something I'm thinking about, it's on the table? You're, his body is going to get beat up ten times worse than WWE. You're going to do four shows a week, 50, 51, 52 weeks a year. And at his level, he's going to get thrown in you know, five, six days a week. He's going to be living out of a suitcase. And he better be making over... Five million a year, or it's not even worth it compared to what he's making with the UFC. Mm, true. Mm. So, what do you think is going? If, if it's not WWE, what do you think is going through Conor McGregor's head right now? Obviously, you know he's walking away. If he's walking away, we don't know the full situation from the UFC 200 payday. You had it a much lower extent, but you walked away from a WWE contract. They wanted to send you to DSW, and you said, "No, I'm good. I'm going to walk away." What do you think is going through his mind right now? Well, I see his last fight, and I'm just looking at this. Is the last fight? Did he make a million dollars? Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's the fight he lost against Diaz. So right. he made a million bucks. So if he does a couple million bucks a year, but a couple million bucks a year after 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 taxes, right? You know, you're now you only got like 1.4 million, 1.3. Then you got all your expenses, so you got one million left. So at the end of the day, a million bucks for doing what he's doing at his level. Compared to baseball, football, you know, basketball, any other sport, there's nothing. I mean, you got John Cena making probably 15 to 30 million a year. You got The Rock making, you know, 50 to 100 million a year. I mean, so a million, what's a million bucks? I mean, it's still a million bucks in fairness, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. But but he's the best, he's the best in the world. He's, you know, I mean, or, or top three in the world. I don't know what he's ranked right now. Do you think that he could pursue acting? Do you think that he could pursue, you know, go on the Hollywood route? Yeah, I mean, definitely. He, he's got a great look, and, he, and he's got a great personality. I think he could do whatever he wanted to do. If I were him at this point, um, I'd, 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 go, I'd, I'd, call, I'd call me up, and, and, say, <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd, say, I'd say, hey, you know what? Now I want to go change lives for a living, and I want to go make an impact on this world. What do you, you know, how do I do that, and how do I make $5 million bucks a year you know, and, and within five years, and and uh, and make an impact in this world and change the world. Do you? But he can make all the movies in the world, but he's never going to be happy at the end of the day. Do you think that I mean, most of these guys aren't? They're all drinking, doing drugs, and everything else. So what's the point? Why do you think I'm doing what I'm doing now? With with changing lives, with helping kids, with you know, with with. Uh, I mean, I have kid, two kids that just got out of jail yesterday, dressed in suits from Men's Warehouse, and it was freaking awesome. They went to the program. That's what I'm saying, success. When you have a kid that changes his mindset and and changes his life, that's what I like. Do you think that this could all be just a smokescreen to get the big out-of-retirement payday? Heck yeah, dude. Like another three-fight deal? Like three... I mean, 
how much did Dana White make on that last pay-per-view? Yeah, it did no? pretty well. I mean, it did pretty freaking well. Right? Yeah. I don't know, 50 mil with sponsors, 20, 25 mil, whatever it is. I mean, you know, 100 mil. I mean, now they're selling, you know, international, right? So you don't even know how much they're making international. And then all the TV pay-per-view rights everywhere are international, too. They're making way more than they are making here. You don't know how much they're making. So, I mean, they're making a couple hundred mil uh, per pay-per-view. At the end of the day, plus reruns, plus sponsorship, plus everything else. By the way, Conor McGregor, the top three highest UFC gates ever. All Conor McGregor fights. That's surprising. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's an international rock star. There's no doubt about that. All right, he's Daniel Pewter. Um, Daniel, you were talking about what you're doing, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that because that's actually how I find, found you was from DanielPewter.com. You are, uh, I mean, you've gone a completely different path, and you're you're changing people's lives. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's about. It's about making an impact on this world. You look at all the look at all these WWE stars and, and everybody else. I mean, they're they're miserable. They're broke. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, it's a challenging world, you know, it's, it's, uh, entertainment. So I went a different way. I'm, uh, you know, with, with my team, with our nonprofit, with our, with our for-profit, we're, we're making an impact. We're changing lives every day. So it's pretty amazing. MyLifeMyPower.org. You can find out more there at Daniel Pewter on Twitter as well. Um, is there a particular type of person that you're trying to hear from or does it kind of not matter to you? You know, we, we have our programs in, uh, we've, we've worked with some of the most challenged students in the country in juvenile halls and jail systems to uh, wealthy billionaires, kids that have no value, you know, and they need fulfillment and value in their life to now we're at the university level at Nova Southeastern University. And now their track team is uh, part of their track team. Some of their runners are number two in the country and baseball team, some of their students are rocking and rolling, and, and we're doing corporate stuff too. So just depends on who wants to change their mindset and get from where they're at to where they want to go faster, become more successful and significant in life. That's awesome, man. That's really, really yeah, cool. I'm glad you're doing that, dude, seriously. All right, uh, before we let you go, when you were hanging around in Ring of Honor, did you have any idea that Claudio was going to ultimately become, like, legitimately one of the greatest freaking wrestlers on the face of the planet and this dude that we now know as Cesaro? No, I, I did not. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see people go from, you know, from, from where they're at to just being rock stars. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, man, no doubt. He's, he's unbelievable. Hey, Daniel, we really appreciate you taking the time for us, bro. Thank you so much for checking in for a couple of minutes. We'd love to chat with you again. Love to, guys. Thank you very much. You have my email? Love to, love to get back on sometime, and, and I really appreciate everything. Thanks, Daniel Pewter, for hopping on with us. Appreciate him doing that, and appreciate the uh, cool things that he's not doing with his life. He's only 34, by the way. You realize that about Daniel Pewter? Like, he's only 34 years old. He was young when he went through uh, Tough Enough. He was, like, 22, right, when he did Tough Enough? That's crazy, man. I appreciate him doing that. And, again, here's – okay, so who do you think he talked to? Who do you think that Daniel Pewter's got a connection to? Because, in fairness, he does have a lot of mixed martial arts connections because he was in there for a long time. So who do you think he talked to that he feels so confident? Ken Shamrock. Eh, okay. I told you I, who I think it is. I think that it was a damn. By the way, you're not. You're supposed to present this as though we didn't talk it off the air, so we can recreate the situation. I told you who I was. <laughs> who, I, who, who I think he, it he's was. doing the play-by-play I, thing. I think it was a work. I am wiling out if this is true. I think he was lying to us, and I think that he talked to Kurt Angle. <laughs> How did Kurt Angle know? Because he's Koba. Koba <laughs> knows everything. 
You think that anything you think happens? Someone in- can play Koba in the movie Warrior and not be best friends with Conor McGregor. Thank you. It's a fair point. Name a fair a, point. Who's a badder ass, Conor McGregor or Koba? The answer? It's definitely Koba. Ivan Drago. Well, I mean that might be true too, but it's definitely Koba. I think Koba would kick Ivan Drago's ass. I think he would as well. I can't believe Koba didn't win the tournament. By the way. We have to talk Drago. about that. If you haven't seen Warrior, I don't know what you're doing with Spoiler. Your life. I really don't know what you're doing with your life. Like, Warrior is one of the great films of the last ten years. It was phenomenal. Please go watch it right now. I mean, it's up there with The Wrestler and The Fighter and all those. Like, if you're into those types of movies, Warrior is perfect. All right. Now I've said my piece. Um, Let's look, pretend that Peter doesn't know anything and we want him in that's, WWE. Because that's what we want. Um, we're all on board that this would be a slam dunk, right? Like, there's... If there's any chance that there's some issue between Conor McGregor and the UFC, or a lot of people that cover the UFC have said about Conor McGregor, like, he's not really the greatest fighter. He's a guy... He's a star. That Right, correct. Made himself very marketable very quickly. A little bit better version of a Chael Sonnen, right? Like, Chael Sonnen made a boatload of money by being a marketable guy that pissed people off and all those sorts of things. But he wasn't quite um, good enough to be... The would you guys want to talk to Dan Severn by chance? Dan Severn. The Beast. The Beast, Dan Severn. It's funny because earlier today we were trying to... The same guy who has a hundred plus wins as... A mixed martial artist, because and also who build as one of the biggest badasses in the Attitude Era of the du- of guy? the NWA and then Indu. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Would you want to talk to him? Yeah, let, let's do that. Okay, because he'd let's... like to come on and talk to us about this whole. All right. Well, you know what? Let's pause here. Let, let's uh, talk to Dan Severn. Well, let's talk to him right now, shall we? He is the Beast. True story. And I, the and mo- Brock Lesnar is stealing your gimmick. <laughs> but doesn't do it quite as well. Okay, so this is uh, this is. I'll just, let, gentlemen, let me just say this: there have been plenty of beasts before the both of us. There will be plenty of beasts after. Probably us. true. Just, uh, it's just uh, uh, for a short, short, uh, certain short period of time, we could just run with it, moni- run with the moniker. Okay, I have to tell the story really quickly as we bring on Dan Seven. Um, I was working in Phoenix. I did uh, two years at 1060 KDUS out in Phoenix. And Dan isn't a legend in Arizona. He's an Arizona State, you know, Sun Devil. Like, of course he's a legend in that area. He was competing on a card on a, a casino in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. And it happened to be the same night that Tommy Morrison was on the same card. And I was up yes, there. I remember that show. Yeah, there we go. And I had no idea that Dan was going to be on the card. I freaked out when I found out, found out the beast Dan Severn was in the main event that night. And he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Dan, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us, man. It is an honor to chat with you tonight. No, no, it's, it's great. That was uh, it was funny. Were you actually at the press conference for the for that uh, show? No, the same show. So the, the the real story. I told these guys off the air. I I was actually very friendly with Tommy uh, because we were living in Phoenix at the time, and we had done this thing about the new Rocky movie, and so we brought him in studio. And he asked me to come up and invited me to walk to the ring with him. And like you know, as a nerdy kid that grew up like adoring Rocky movies, I said, sure. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So I went up, did not know at all what I was getting into. I'm like, where is this place? Like, am I, is there really a fight happening somewhere around here? And I walked out, and um, all I remember is, like, it was very disjointed. No one seemed to know what was going on. There was no, like, green room. There was just, like, a tent. Like, they just yeah. packed everybody into a tent and told everybody to walk out in the same way. And I was just like, all I care about is I get to walk to the ring. I get to walk to the ring with Tommy Morrison. It's all yeah, I no, care the, 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 the only aspect I was going to say about the actual – uh, that show was there was a press conference the day before, and you know they gave a time, and I was there 
uh, probably about 10, 15 minutes before it started. I was there when it was supposed to start, and it was, it was basically supposed to be Tommy Morrison and myself. Well, Tommy didn't show up till almost an hour late. Probably about right. That's and, and I'm thinking, well, maybe he's trying to do a fashionably late type of entrance. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and literally, the guys that were all there go, gentlemen, I don't know where Tommy's at. I'm here. I'm willing to field whatever questions you guys have to ask for me. And then when he gets here, you guys can ask him. So they, we basically we started without him. And then they, basically he showed up about two or three questions I don't think he was there less than five minutes, and he got mad, and he departed. <laughs> and that was, then, then I, like, as soon as he departed, I looked back out there. I go, well, guys, any more questions for me? <laughs> and and we, we went on. That, that was it. is awesome. Dan, the only question I have for you is, as a man with 100, more than 100, I think it's 101, if I'm not mistaken, MMA victories. Is there anybody walking planet Earth whose ass you don't think you can kick? Uh, well, no. There's sure there are there are definitely just like the moniker of the beast, been many before, many after. There, I'll simply say this: the UFC is a a nice little competition, and I have traveled the world for my amateur wrestling career. There are some freakosauruses that are walking this planet right now that would that would just destroy the current reigning champions weight class by weight class. Yet they will never be discovered. Hmm. And it's uh, they, they would probably even look at you and they say, "You pay me how much to fight one man? I give you group discount." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's I've been to. Mongolia. I've been to Bulgaria. I've been to Czechoslovakia. I, you know, even in, in, in being in Germany, if if you haven't been to certain uh, certain countries, just the actual breed of these people, or, or being into Switzerland, I can't believe how big the Swiss people are, or how big a lot of these Germans are. And I'm thinking, why aren't these guys competing in mixed martial arts? Yeah, it's the They're mountain monsters. from Game of Thrones would probably kick some dude's asses. Oh <laughs> trained in WWE for a bit. That's right. That's right. No doubt. But though, though I, I, I think this as technology and uh, you know, it proves more and more, more people will be discovered in this industry. And a lot of people, I think, are in for a rude awakening. Dan, as a guy, you know, we, we, we want to talk to you tonight um, because we're talking a lot about this this Conor McGregor story today, and and he may have an issue, have hit a rough patch with the UFC, and there's some rumors, mostly just hopefulness more than anything else, that perhaps he would consider the possibility of jumping over to the U or to the WWE. You're a guy that obviously succeeded at a very high level. You're a UFC Hall of Famer. You accomplished a great deal in professional wrestling as well. As a guy that's done both, if Conor McGregor, a, a badass, a truly, it's very clear, the guy has proven everyone that has doubted him, he is a truly great fighter. If Conor McGregor came to you and said, hey, Dan, I could use some advice, what do you think I should do at this point? What would you tell him? Well, uh, let me just go back. You, you kind of hit me with a couple questions there. The very first question, could he succeed in that industry? And I... My my question, my answer to that is, anybody really can succeed in that profession. The toughest part about it is, it is so politically driven. Hmm. 
it really is not based upon your true ability. Because the reality is, a 98-pound weakling wearing a pink tutu can be the champion, saith Vince. That's fair. Because, by the way, who is signing your check? Right. Okay, so are you going to bite the hand that is feeding you? Now, there have been a lot of professional wrestlers that have done exactly that. And it really surprised me when I first was involved with that particular company or or being involved with that industry as a whole. Have have any of you gentlemen ever watched the movie The Wrestler with uh, Mickey Mickey Rourke? We were just talking about him. Oh, to me, to me, it's like you know, a lot of people, when that movie first came out, they were asking me, interview me, and they're saying, well, Dan, what, what do you think of that movie? I go, spot on. I go, to paint it any other way, you're doing a disservice to it, because the reality is 99% of all professional wrestlers that are in pursuit of making it to big time will never make it. It's because, it's because of that politically driven aspect. It's really not based upon your ability. I still do professional wrestling matches. And, I, and I'm on these independent cards, and I'm seeing guys that are phenomenal uh, workers with a phenomenal athletic ability. They've got a great gimmick. And the, the sad part is they will never be discovered because they're, they're not politically connected to that. I know it's kind of a long way around answering answer your question, but could he succeed? Sure, he could succeed in that industry, but based purely on his size alone. I don't foresee a future with a luchador mask <laughs> because he would fall into that category of luchador. Interesting. I mean, it's, it's, he is five nine. I mean, right. like five nine one seventy. Right. Like that. That smells like he's not. Like we were talking in the when we actually were talking about this early in the segment. He's not Brock Lesnar. Like you, you look at Brock Lesnar. We're joking about all the beast stuff, but like yeah. Brock Lesnar could be anything because he could be. Well, uh, he's got that intimidating right. type of uh, athletic build to him. And Conor McGregor just doesn't have that. And it's not because we don't know that he isn't a badass. We, we're right. very aware of that. But that exactly. when you put him in the middle of a ring and put him next to Brock Lesnar, the two dudes don't look the same. Like, they clearly look a little bit different, and so it wouldn't be as easily translatable. Even put him next to a guy like Dan, like you, Dan Seven. I mean, the, you guys, you are a bigger build. You're of a bigger size. It just wouldn't be the same thing that could naturally work just by putting him in the ring and saying, well, look at that dude. He's clearly going to beat your ass. Right. Again, you, you look at, you, you always try to appeal to the masses, and you try to make, I'll simply say that, you try to make common sense out of a profession that really has no <laughs> no, no common sense whatsoever when, I, when I've been, been involved with it as many years as I have, have been. Um, but it's... Uh, I don't know. Time, time will tell. I, I, I did. I guess I did hear that he was trying to make this transition into professional. So I had just. I, I literally had just read today, uh, just a few hours ago, about his retiring from mixed martial arts, and then uh, shortly afterwards, then you got uh, Diaz also. Yeah. That is uh, retiring from it. Yeah, I get. I bet he's not actually. Yeah, retired. I, I, think I bet he just C- needs another fight. Well, C- CM Punk also. So, so I think it was yeah, just right. a bunch of people like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. CM Punk may have actually retired. About <laughs> actually jumping into going from the professional world, jumping into the mixed martial arts world. But so far, it's all it's been noise. Yeah. When, again, when when people ask me, what do you think his chances are? I go, I I don't know the guy personally. I said, I would hope that he's just not cutting a promo. 
if he's going to cut a promo like that, I really hope he has some legitimate ability. But I don't know about any of his legitimate ability. So, when you were in WWE, you yes. were billed, I can still remember this, JR, every time you came out, JR would put you over as the biggest badass in a locker room full of badasses. Hmm. You know, you were the no-nonsense, you, you killed guys in the ring. Now, they could, let, let's say that uh, Conor McGregor does go to WWE, they could build on the same way as, as a legitimate badass, or yeah, I mean, he, they, they could, could play they up could, his showmanship. They could, they could uh, bill him as the giant killer to, because you got to realize he's not a real big man, but the shit fact that he'd be like, you know, David versus Goliath. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the giant killer and, and just slay people left and right. He could be the reincarnated uh, Bill Goldberg, you know. Not not the same build, no, but, but yeah, yeah, the same yeah, concept. But, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the same characteristics. Right. That, yeah. that he's, the, the he's, he's destroying people left and right. Yeah. So so I guess how, is that how you would build? How, if you were in charge, if you were Vince McMahon and Cogner McGregor came to your office, how how are you billing him? Uh well, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that probably sums it up there altogether because it's uh, I I do believe most of the creative people that Vince has surrounding him are just merely ass-kissers. They just want to keep their jobs, and they're not going to rock the boat, and they're going to go along with whatever Vince says. And that's sad. I, I, you know, there, there's no real risk-takers with that whole, that whole company. When, when, when I was there, Jim Cornette was part of the creative team, and I remember I'd be sitting in like the you know, the cafeteria area, and I'd be doing whatever work I'm, I'm working on, and, and he'd come on in there and sit down with me, and he would be, I can't say all the words he'd be, he'd be saying, but he was very <laughs> frustrated. Nevertheless, he goes, this creative team, that he goes, Dad, he says, they don't have a clue as what to do with you. He says, you're the greatest thing to ever hit professional wrestling. You're a wrestler who knows how to wrestle. He says, that's unheard of. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of guys that can go out who can pose, who can do a spot here or there, and, and do flips, stuff like this. But you actually are like the reincarnation of a Luthes of days gone by. But, you know, it's all during that, that attitude era where literally everyone on the card was kind of bad to the bone, just, just are you bad to the first degree or are you bad to the eighth degree? Right. You know, it just all depends. Dan Severn's with us. Let me ask you this question about Vince, Dan. Yeah. We know he's been great for the professional wrestling business. Has oh, he been, uh, with, without a doubt. Has he been? You look at the dynasty that Vince Sr. Right. started. Vince Jr., McMahon, you know, took over. And what he built it even further upon. So, you know, that name has been uh, synonymous with... Uh, professional wrestling for quite a few decades. But, but let me ask you this. We know he's been great for the professional wrestling business. Has he been great for professional wrestling? Well, that's well, interesting the way you put it like that. Um, well, I'll still say the word yes. Um, but it sounds like there's a but coming. Yeah, yeah well, there is. Because you... Now, I'll go right back to saying, like, the, the, the creative team. you got to – let me use myself as an example. I have a team of people that I surround myself with. And after the first couple of times of meeting with these guys, and they were just being all yes men, I, I, I stopped the meeting. I go, I will not accept a yes person. I said, if I am wrong, give me a reason why I'm wrong. But I go, give it with facts, figures, some type of uh, – Give me some kind of a build that you can you can work from. I go because 
we all want to succeed. If my company goes out of business, you guys are all out of a job. Same way with what the empire that Vince has built. You need to have good people around you that know how to take the company in different directions, how to expand it more. And that's where I still say that their product has become stale. There really aren't too many really unique characters anymore. I, I mean, it's hard to argue that. I, I, I think there are some that people can enjoy, but it's not. It's clearly not the same as it was once upon a time. I think everybody would agree with that. It's... Yeah, you got. But you got to look at what what is the audience that you're playing to. You got to realize, and if that's for a lot of professional wrestlers. They just don't get the aspect that you are an actor or an actress. You are nothing but a stunt person. No professional wrestler ever wants to hear the word fake. I I defend it all the time because I travel with four basic belts. I have three from the UFC, and I have the NWA professional wrestling belt that I travel with. And people, when they see the three UFC belts, oh, they, they know what that is. Then when they see the NWA belt, it says NWA wrestling. They're like, well, what kind of wrestling is that? I go, well, if you watch television and you see uh, the WWE or TNA or, you know, again, just, you know, at the time, WCW was on there, there was an ECW, but, uh, and, and I said, just just like that, and like, oh, you mean like that, that fake stuff? I go, well, I said, you, you obviously, you understood what these three belts are back here. And, oh, yeah, that's, that's the real stuff, that's the case fighting stuff. I go, yeah. I said, that, how is it I have been hurt far worse than my professional wrestling career that I have been in my entire cage fighting career and they look at me like that's I, I don't understand that that's that's impossible and I go no that's the truth now to explain it to you guys there I said that uh, in a real uh, athletic contest or, or a real fight type of scenario it doesn't have to last long it doesn't have to look pretty it can be as short as a mere couple seconds quarter and knock somebody out I go, but in professional wrestling, you are feeling a period of time. So if, if the promoter says, we need you to do a 10-minute match, a 15-minute match, a 20-minute match, or a, uh, what's known as an Ironman match, a one-hour match, it's a game of give and take. So you keep putting, you have to put your the trust in your partner out there because there's no longer an opponent. You have a partnership. And I always tell, you, I always tell people that if your partner screws up, it's not him who gets hurt, you get hurt because your body is in his hands. And that's how I've been hurt far worse in my professional wrestling career than I have been in all my cage fights combined. Would you say that's the biggest pitfall for people going from mixed martial arts into professional wrestling? Or is there one real big issue that you feel uh, most guys have making the transition? Oh, I, I'll tell you, my biggest pitfall was looking at, across the ring and seeing a partner when all I have seen for decades was an opponent. Yeah. I was so I was so used to zoning out the rest of the world. There, there could have been a million people in there screaming hollering, but I could I could just zone them out to where it's only you and me. There's not even a referee. That's how good I was at, at zoning zoning that on out to where becoming this professional wrestler, I had to I had to play, I had to bring that audience in because when you're in this match, you, it's kind of like you're fishing. You don't know what's all going to work, what kind of response that you're, you're hoping for a certain response, but you have to listen for the crowd. Are they, are they biting on the hook? And if they're not, I have to switch, I have to switch up gear. 
I have to switch up my bait. And that's what I say. It's kind of like fishing. You're just trying different types of things. But when you realize what they're biting on, you keep going back to it again and again and again. And each part of the country you go to, a southern audience is a whole lot more uh, easier to work than, say, a northeastern type of audience. All right. Last one for you. Take them away. away. Take them away from the companies they work for right now or that they run right now. All right. Just independent boss alone. You got to work for one of these two guys tomorrow. Dana White or Vince McMahon? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, they are interchangeable. Dana White has embraced uh, the business manual of professional wrestling. He understands that fighters are a dime a dozen. Uh, the supply and demand is so out of whack that he could say, we need, you need to be an edgier type of competitor. You have to have maybe a crazy hairstyle or hair color or facial hair or crazy designs in your facial hair. You've got to cut crazy promos. You have to push and shove at the, at the weigh-ins. It's, uh, Conor McGregor really got it in, in the sense that he knows it's a show within a show. Yeah, no doubt. And so that's where, you know, I... I, you know, when you ask me a question like that, both guys, they're, they're equal to each other. Um, I, I, me personally, who would I work for? Whoever is, is going to treat me the right way. That's one of the reasons why I really I left professional wrestling because of, of, of a, cra- a crazy character angle change. Yeah. I don't know if we have time to go into that or if you want to just say that for a different time. Uh, let's let's. Just tell us about it real quick, because I don't remember what the what the whole situation was. Well, in a nutshell, I mean, as a professional wrestler, you your cycle is if you're a good guy, the, the baby face, you turn to a bad guy, the right? Deal, and, and vice versa, you, you go. Everyone goes full circle. Even like Hulk Hogan when he was wearing whether the 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 red and the yellow, he was the good guy. But then when he wore the black and the white, and he had uh, you know that that uh, little dark pasty type of uh, beard on there, he was in the NWO bad guy. So the cycle is you go complete. Well, I was kind of basically looked upon as a known nonsense kind of a a baby face still because I wasn't I wasn't really a bad guy. I was, I was a bad guy. In fact, I just wanted to dismantle people. So now all of a sudden, the creative team is coming to me, and they're saying we want to put six 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 across your forehead. What mark of the beast? Oh God! They want to make me an Undertaker disciple, and they're pitching me this idea. And I put my hands up like a T, and I blow the little whistle. <laughs> Time out, guys! Not going to happen. <laughs> I go. I live in small town USA. I am not going to have any repercussion to my family, nor to my businesses, nor to myself. And and you know, Vince is like, "Well, Dan, you know how much money you can make doing this." I go, Vince, I already made money. That's not why I'm here. The, the UFC doesn't realize Dana White and, you, and the Fertitas and most people in, in MMA today don't realize that the gratitude that there should be towards a Ken Shamrock and myself, and I hate, even hate to say that because I like to bury Ken Shamrock, you know, but the, <laughs> the, the fact that we have, that the two of us went into professional wrestling because the UFC at the time was not very well known at all. Yeah, and true. yet on a weekly basis... We're in front of millions of people, and so as I've got Cornette as my mouthpiece, Dan Savard, UFC, you know, king of the of, of cage fighting, blah, 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 this, that, and, and 
people like, oh, UFC, what's, what's UFC? I, more people found out about the UFC through professional wrestling. A lot of the same demographics that watch professional wrestling are people that watch mixed martial arts and vice versa. Uh, that's a thousand percent correct, as we found out doing the show for a while. There's no doubt about it. It's a crossover audience. Yeah, so. no doubt. Dan Severn, the Beast, uh, Hall of Famer, a legend. Let me uh, make sure. It's at uh, Dan Severn, correct, on Twitter. Dan Beast well, Severn. I, I always just tell people, if you go to my website, just DanSeverin.com, you will see all my social media items that are listed there. So how to get to the Twitter, how to get to the Facebook. You know, I'd like to say just be able to spiel them to you, but I am a little bit... Uh, uh, of that technology inept. I hear you. Social, I hear social you. media inept. So com is the place to go. It's actually a really good-looking website with an awesome picture of Dan right in the middle, which is really, really cool. Well, it's going to be revamped because I'm to the point there, I want to let people realize who really is the king of this cage-fighting world. Who, well, you know, what you guys are talking about, you know, uh, who well, should really be recognized. The sheer fact of of there's only four people in the world that have over 100 cage fights. I'm one of the four. Right. There's only three people in the world with over 100 victories. I'm one of the three. But the ironic part is, I faced the other three. I defeated the other three. Closest one to my age was 15 years my junior. I started a cage fighting career when most people would have retired. But that's when opportunity <laughs> right. presented itself. Right. And then I went basically a 20-year, well, you could say over 20 years because... I retired as of January 2013, but I came back out of retirement as of of uh, yeah, was I was con- con- contacted in uh, February 2015 to do a uh, excuse, yeah. Was this the UR con- fight thing? Was this the, the yeah with with the UR fight? The, you know the show the show just took place here March 20th, but you know they they contacted me about, you know five months prior to this show. Because I, when, I, when I retired, I retired with a clause. I simply said, I'm retired now, but if one of these three guys were to step up to the plate, I would seriously contemplate coming back out of retirement. I, I said it like that because if it's a decade later and I'm weighing 500 pounds, I kind of doubt if I'm going to be coming out of retirement. Right. But I've, I've stayed nice and active, and I took five months out, and I trained my ass off. And I had uh, Ken pulled out less than uh, 10 days before the actual match. But could, could it still happen? That's a whole different story from another time, could, and uh, it's not good to rile up. Well, I was going to say, wait, could, late at night. is it still possible? Could, could, could the Dan Severn, Ken Shamrock thing still happen at some point? Uh, I tell you, the only way that's going to happen is, is uh, there's got to be some way of holding him accountable to show up, because I am not going to waste another... Maybe if he puts them all the financials for it or something like this to where he's got to show up. I just, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to do that to where there's yeah. got to be guaranteed that he's going to show up because I, I, you know, as I said, I wasted five months of my, of my life. Right, for I, something that didn't happen, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it sucks. And I guess, you know, I was, I was a scary cat. At, when, I, when, I, when I was ready there, because yeah, I believe uh, that. Five months, you know, my, my slowest day was a two-a-day workout. My average, that was on a Sunday. And the rest of the time, is three-day workouts, and every third day, a four-day workout. Well, I'm not as young as spry as I used to be. I had to have downtime in between. You know, and, and then literally, when, when Ken bowed out, the, the search was on, take Abbott, he did not clear his medicals. So literally, on, on that Thursday, the show was on a Sunday. On that Thursday, the athletic commissioner called me up and goes, "Take, take, did I pass his medicals?" 
you're you're not on the card now. And I'm like, well, I, I just told him I go to hell on that. And I go, I said, I may not be fighting, but I busted my ass for five months. I will be at the weigh-ins. I want an announcement, and I'm going to strip down to my little skivvies, and I'm going to step out there and show <laughs> show them what a guy that basically is, is is almost 58 years of age looks like. And I I stepped on their way in 236 guys. Holy I haven't ass. seen 236 pounds since 1996, and boy, I tell you what, I I would have destroyed anything that would have walked into that ring with me because I had been putting in the work. AJ just said he would take you. AJ, AJ just said, I want, I want a piece of Dan I, Severn. I'll take those, that old man. I, 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 think, I think AJ meant to say, said, I'll take Dan Severn for a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, we really appreciate you doing this, man. It's been an honor chatting with you tonight. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Nope. Thank you guys for having me on. Let's do it again maybe a few months down the road. Would How love to. Would love to. All right. Take care, guys. Dan Severn would wreck you. <laughs> I mean, he would Absolutely. murder you. He's 58 years old, and he would Absolutely. kick your ass. That is terrifying. Well, that was cool. All right, all right, let's round up this segment this way. You're Conor McGregor. What are you doing? AJ Francis. Um, if I'm Conor McGregor, I'm, t- I'm, if I'm Conor McGregor, I really think this is just him saying, you know what, Dana White? Fuck you. You're making all this money. But you got to do something. No, I don't. I can just not do something for a year and then decide that I'm going to, I'm going to come back for UFC only if Dana pays me. You lose a year of your prime though? Yeah, right. There's no such thing. Million dollar fights. There's no such thing. First fight in Madison Square Garden. Oh, no such... yeah, there is that. Like that's coming there up is that. quick. That's like in the fall. First, first UFC card ever in New York at MSG. You got the chance to be that guy. Clearly. And you, and you think that Connor wouldn't hold out to get a bigger payday at that? I know, but what if it just doesn't come? Like Dana knows you have no mixed martial arts competition. That's the one problem that you have in that business. And that's why it seems like wrestlers or that fighters have been using wrestling, wrestlers have been using fighting to try to create the fact that in with both companies there's truly no competition. I mean, Conor McGregor is I saw a stat today um by Darren Ravel who said within the first four hours of his retirement tweet, he got more retweets than every But you single only get to retire once. Will you let me finish my point? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He got more retweets than Every, except for four tweets from last year, he got more retweets than every single tweet from every athlete last year. Except for four total tweets in the whole in the whole athletic realm for an entire year. That means to me, he has a lot of reach. And if he has that much reach, he can get that much paper. But would you? Back. How I, long would you hold out? That's for? what I'm saying. I mean, I would hold out until. I need some money. Well, my, my question would be, would you try to keep your value up by calling Vince and saying, I'm not signing a contract, but if you want to talk about doing something at SummerSlam, I'll talk to you about that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do. My play would be to go back to Dana and say, all right, you know, we'll do this. We can, we can do this thing where you want to keep going this route. But in the meantime, I'm going to call Vince and I'm going to say, I'm available for SummerSlam. I'm not signing a contract. I'm not going to be around for a year. I'm not doing any of those things. We'll do it for SummerSlam, and then if I can go back to Dana, and Dana's willing to talk then, I'll talk to Dana. And if not, I'll be back I'll, for Mania. Yeah, I'll talk to Vince about yeah, WrestleMania. I might enter in the Royal Rumble. Absolutely. And I ain't doing a, I ain't showing up on Raw, you know, on Monday yeah. nights. I ain't yeah, going I, that I don't route. Know, was it Severn who was talking, or what yeah, yeah, about the four days a week? No chance. That's going to be what <laughs> Conor McGregor is doing. Like, no way. But I'll absolutely talk. If, if I'm not happy with the contract situation, I'll happily say, to Vince, yeah, you got me for SummerSlam, or I guess it's really Triple H that you're talking to. You got me for SummerSlam, and if I'm not liking where I'm at at that point, then 
you know, call me back up in, in January and we'll talk about Royal Rumble. We'll talk about the WrestleMania. I think there's a legitimate shot he's back by UFC 200. Oh, I think there's a complete, cause it, at some point you look at UFC, UFC 200, isn't that the one he was supposed to fight with? Yeah. yeah. That, that that's the one he just got pulled out from. So I think that there's a legitimate shot that a month from now we're hearing that Dana Cave gave him and one all of a sudden, whatever. right? And both he and Diaz, this is, this it would, it would, this it is would UFC's mean WrestleMania. It yeah. would mean Dana would have to cave. Oh yeah, and I, I fully expect Dana to cave here. I mean, look at the rest of the card. No offense to any Jose Aldo is a great fighter. Yeah. He's a great fighter. But Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar is not the main event of a correct of two hundred of yeah. the one that uh, you've been. Well, and this was the one that was supposed to be McGregor and Rousey being right. a co-head. And now Ronda Rousey's not back until the fall, right? Right. And so your women's match is now Misha Tate, Amanda Nunes. I mean, Misha Tate's a badass. Yeah, she's a badass, she, but she's but not she never beat Ronda Rousey. She, she's not moving the needle. I mean. You know, she happens to be the champion right I wish, now. I wish they would have did the rematch with Holly well, Holm. Yeah, Holly Holm, that was does. supposed to be Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey. Rousey home at 200. But then Holly Holm, like a dummy, <laughs> took another fight, and Ronda Rousey's like, yeah, I can hang out for a little bit while longer. If it's not going to be, like, if I think if Ronda Rousey knew UFC 200, she, Holly Holm, the rematch, I think her people would say, yeah. Ronda, we love you. <laughs> it's time to, to, you know, to step it a little <laughs> bit right I'm now. Say, I'm oh. saying Holly Holm, Misha Tate rematch, two, 200. Well, they don't want to. Now the problem is they don't want to wreck. They, they, if Holly Holm loses again, the Misha Tate, then you can never have a Holly Holm Ronda Rousey rematch. Why can't you? Because you, you can't justify it. Why can't you? You can't you justify can't. someone if who Misha, lost twice. Can, if, if Ronda beats Misha, Holly beat Ronda. It's it's a big step down. Yeah, if, if Holm, it's Holm is coming off you, of you two back to back losses yeah. in the UFC even is a lose, bad. Even if you lose back to back in the UFC. You still were the person that knocked out I, Ronda Rousey. I hear you, but it's... And now you're facing Ronda Rousey, who never beat you and has the belt again that you took from her. No, I hear you, but you've still lost a couple of matches, and all of a sudden people are just not nearly as interested as they would have been. Dude, this would have been if it had worked out for this one. The, yeah. Probably this, the biggest match in the history of Correct. UFC. Instead, you've got Misha Tate, Amanda Nunez, Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar. Is good. She's a good fighter. Nobody's taking that away from her Brazilian, right? Misha. Uh, Cain Velasquez, Travis Brown, who's now Cain famous. Cain Velasquez is, it, he was at one point yeah. a marketable fighter. He's not, they literally made it Travis Brown because he's marrying Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Travis Brown is getting this opportunity for one reason and one reason only. That's what your card is. I am absolutely with Aaron that at some point, like, you look down and you sort of say, you know what? <laughs> maybe we should call up, uh, I know he missed the press conference. We're not happy about that, but well, what if, maybe we should call the boys back up. What if what if Bones knocks him out in the first round? Well, now I guess the question becomes: Could you can you get if if you can get if John wins on Saturday night uh, against Sam Peru? Can you get a quick turnaround? And is Cor- and that the real problem is Cormier? That's the real issue: is is he healthy enough? Can he be ready for that? And would John be willing for what would be a huge fight to, to do, do it quick. with such a quick turnaround? John was never the company man. Like, they asked John to, to pitch in for them a lot. But he might, it might be a different story now. Yeah, maybe yeah. because of what he's he been might through. Not, he might right. not have that much time yeah. out of trouble. Yeah, it might be one of those things where Dan is, well, I mean, yeah, sure. But it might be a more one of these, about, like. A month is about a good as time frame as you can count on John Bones Jones oh, to God, stay out of so trouble. It's so sad that that's true, no doubt. All right, um, this is a professional wrestling show and not a UFC show, but obviously the two worlds are colliding because of the Conor McGregor story and what we would love to see happen. With that in mind, we're going to talk more about it during this week's Top 5. In the meantime, when we come back in, we'll go through this week's Quick Count um, as we will go over. We haven't done this in like a month. It's been like a month since we've done a Quick Count. Too much mania stuff. We should actually make it quick this week. That was the only difference. Uh, I'm Glenn. That's Aaron. And that's the main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. (laughs) 
Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is Thursday, May 5th at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Yes, Cinco de Mayo. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a Mexican fighter fighting on the card. And his nickname is Cinco de Mayo. Also, this is going to be a tribute to my father, M.B. Smith, who was also a boxing promoter who got me into this game and showed me the right way of doing things. Or the wrong way. I just did it my way. But he passed away from cancer. So that night, we are going to do a benefit for breast cancer. Yes, he loved breast, ladies and gentlemen. So we got to do that for him. If you want tickets, please... Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. Thank you very much, folks, and have a good day. Hi, this is Stan the Fan Charles. This April, Press Box will be 10 years old. I can hardly believe all the sports milestones that have taken place since I started Press Box back in 2006. In order to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we're holding the Press Box 10th Anniversary Bash on May 11th at Baltimore Center Club. All profits from the bash will go to support Baltimore's Team Up for One Foundation. Join Press Box and celebrity sports heroes from Baltimore in support of this great charity. Get complete information and tickets it's by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. That's pressboxonline.com slash bash. The night features amazing food, open premium bar, views of the whole city, and the chance to rub elbows with some of Baltimore's local celebrities and the biggest sports heroes. Get your tickets now by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. The bash is sponsored in part by the good folks at Bond Distributing and Breakthrough Beverage of Maryland. I hope to see you there. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and the main event. AJ Francis of the Seattle Seahawks. Could you bring his gain up just slightly, Aaron, if you don't mind? I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. By the way, have you guys seen what they're saying the Baltimore Ravens are going to wear for their color rush uniform? Is it gold? This season? Oh, no. Oh, I, I, I. It is hot fire. Like, it is complete, absolute. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's real. Wow, I don't know that. It's got to be fake. Because it is by far and away the most badass thing I've ever seen that in my life. That is very fake. <sighs> it's awesome. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, of course <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But I just got really excited looking at the picture. All right. Um, we have two segments that we usually wrap the show up with. If you just joined this... I don't know, in the last three weeks, you probably aren't familiar with one of those segments. Uh, one of those segments is called The Quick Count. The Quick Count is where we go over some stories we haven't had an opportunity to talk about just yet. Um, 
you know, just touch on briefly and, and move on from there. We always let Aaron lead that off by taking us off the reservation. Aaron, where do you want to go this week? Well, you, you played it there, so we're going to go in a slightly different order. Oh, there. right. We're, yeah, we're going my bad. To, my uh, bad. Right. The, the unfortunate, untimely passing of uh, the one Balls Mahoney. Yeah, uh, hardcore legend. I know that our buddy Howie Knoll, who did the awesome art for uh, jobbing out and the poster that's hanging behind me right now, that we all autographed and we'll give away at some point. I don't know yet when, but at some point we'll give away that poster. Probably for the WrestleMania show next year. Yeah, that seems about right. I would, you can start your bids now if you'd like. The number will begin at... I'll take know. a six-pack of orange cream ale. <laughs> well, I was going to say... Sixty thousand dollars. So yeah, I guess somewhere between the two. I, I was going to say a six pack is worth about that, right? Um, but uh, they did an event in Philadelphia on Saturday night, and a lot of the CW guys got together. There was a House of Hardcore show yeah, was there, and they did a tribute to Balls. There, you know, Balls Mahoney was an epitome of what ECW was. He, he was more than anybody else. He was ECW. He had, you know, this charisma. He wasn't great on the mic, but he had this charisma to him. This just wild charisma that appealed. To the Philadelphia faithful, he couldn't wrestle all that well, couldn't talk all that well, but he was beloved because he was wild. Yeah, he was having fun, and boy, could he swing a chair! Oh, no freaking <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, there wasn't anything he wasn't willing to do. Um, you know, I, I, I just keep coming back to like when I think of ECW, I think of Balls Mahoney, Balls the Sandman. You know what I mean? Like the the, the, the guys who had, who, who quite frankly, you know. If we were looking at them now and they were coming into the business, we would say they have yep, no, no chance. Right. But Paul Heyman. You might say they have no chance in hell. Indeed. Yeah, someone might pa- say Paul that. Paul Heyman put a spotlight on what they could do yep. well and made them into the legends they are. No question. And, um, you know, everything well, Paul I, Heyman's a genius. Yes. yes he, fact. He is, yes, he is a, absolutely a booking genius. And, uh, you know, I, lo- I love reading all these stories because everything, it just sounds like he was, he, he loved the attention I from imagine, the fans. He I imagine Balls being the type that urinated frequently in public. Yeah, I just like know. to think of Balls Mahoney that way. Like, my guess is if I had to, it just, just a percentage number of times that he chose to pee in not a bathroom versus the number of times, just a percentage wise, I think it's damn near 50 50. <laughs> I like to pee outside. We all do. We all pref- I, I will choose. Out, I peed outside two days ago. I, I don't think it's been two days since the last time I peed. I mean, I choose to pee outside. But I think the balls probably did it more often when, like, there were a lot of people around. <laughs> That's just, again, Like my in gut. a bar. Right. right. <laughs> like, not outside. Like, just in just public. on a bar. <laughs> on a pool table. Uh, um, no doubt. R.I.P. Balls. Uh, just an awesome, awesome performer. No yep. question about that. Yep. All right, now let's go off the reservation. Let's for go off two. the reservation to something truly off the reservation, which is the whole mess that TNA is in right now. And I feel like we're, we're doing some form of this story every three months or so. This time it seems pretty bad. They just moved their headquarters from Nashville into what was their merchandise warehouse in North Texas. Don't know exactly where it was, but literally they just moved their headquarters into a warehouse. Uh, and if you believe reports... Which is the sign of a flourishing business. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't Under Armour just do that? Yeah, Didn't they just take sure. everything and put it into one merchandise warehouse? <laughs> and and there's talk... It's weird. There's a lot of conflicting reports, but they, they got loans from uh, Aralux. I don't know what type of company this is. Another small company, but they, they were loaned. And part of the condition of the loan was if they don't pay them back by a certain date, which the date was this week... They get control of the company. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that ain't great. So, uh, yes, Dixie this could Carter, be the final at, days. At, at this point next week, Dixie Carter may be a minority, uh, minority <sighs> person in TNA, which would be, uh, something. 
Look, you know, I hate hearing stuff. It's a stuff. shock that TNA still something. Yeah, I mean, that's the, like, it, somebody, that would be the argument from a lot of people, right? Like, the real miracle is that it's taken TNA, this long TNA to get here. TNA has a longer run than WCW. Right. Um, I, look, if this, we've, we've predicted the end of TNA every week for about the, the past. Four years. Yeah. So I don't really know that it's even worth predicting the end of TNA this time around. It sucks. I hate hearing this. Wrestling sucks is for better. Wrestlers. Wrestling is better with competition. Yes. Period. Professional wrestling is, is better. TNA it's really that I get it. It's not really. It's, but it's, it's another the, place for the boys to get. It's a been good competition paycheck. for Ring of Honor, and that might make Ring of Honor better. True. That like I'm not saying I'd love for there to be competition for the WWE, WWE, but I'm a mark, and I would probably stay with the WWE no matter how good the competition I'm kinda, is. I'm kind of leaning on. Um, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards I, going back to Ring of Honor. I hear you. And, I would prefer and Michael that. Bennett. And Michael, and Michael Bennett. Bennett. That's, EC3. Well, no, EC3. Well, this could be the move for Femme to finally... In fact, the, those three... Well, really, those four that you're talking about. If this is the end, who of that group is WWE saying, we have to have them? Mike Bennett. EC3, Bennett, Bennett EC3. Maria. Michael Bennett because of Maria. What? Well, yeah, Part sure. And I would argue for the Wolves. It, dep- it depends how many bridges they burned on the way out. Okay, fine, WWE. fine. But I yes. just think that with Triple H and with NXT, yes, they, they would certainly like to have them. Around. If you suddenly and, and go back to James Storm, could how about the Wolves and American Alpha for the next twelve months in NXT? Yeah, no, no, American Wolves, American Alpha. No one's going to complain about that. <laughs> Correct. No one's going to complain. Somebody's going to complain because it's well, yeah, because they're awful human beings. I agree. But if you're complaining about that, then I have absolutely. I just it's over. Like I don't know what there is for you if you complain about that. Um, but look, you know, we've been predicting their demise for a while, so who knows? Maybe they figure out a way to survive this somehow. And I prefer there to be more competition in general. I, I like. How do you know this loan company might not be? Yeah, right? That they it's, might, it's they might end up small... being the next great yeah. wrestling booking mind. It's. <laughs> It's the Harris brothers. I don't know if you remember the Harris brothers. No, it's the Harris. They're 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 involved in this somehow. Big Ron, a heavy D, the Harris. The the blue. Wait, wasn't the 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 underfaker? Wasn't one of them? No, that was Ryan Lee. Oh, was it? That was Ryan Lee. How how can? Oh damn it! How can Ryan Wyatt be um end up being a minority owner of or a majority owner of TNA? Hey, maybe, maybe they'll for the, bring for in the, Zeb. For those you guys, for those you guys that didn't just get that joke, <sighs> Bray Wyatt was once Husky, Husky Harris. Harris. Yeah, the yes. Harris boys, correct. Um, I can't believe it's the Harris brothers. By the way, that's driving me. Like they're part. Do, of the do you remember the last version of NWO in, in WCW? Like it was Scott Steiner, Steiner. the oh, yeah, Harris it, boys, and Jeff Jarrett. Like it was do, the do saddest remember, thing. Do you remember them in WWF? The Blue Brothers, who had Uncle Zeb. I Zeb do vaguely Coulter. remember that. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. Oh, that's so funny. All right, and uh, finally number three. Uh, we might be getting Daniel Bryan back on our TV earlier than we thought. No, I think we are going to be getting Daniel Bryan back on our TV because uh, we have a new show, and not just Daniel Bryan. He's bringing Johnny Ace with him. Oh them. my God, that makes me I'm very, very happy. excited. That makes me very uh, happy. Total Bellas. We kind of expected this to happen, something like this. Well, and particularly if they are done with wrestling, this had to happen. You know what I mean? Like you, you couldn't. You couldn't have them going from. Keep, weak, correct. Know, yeah. yeah, like city to city now. Let's cut back videos. to these two who are completely separate from everybody else. Like I'm that sure they would... will still show up on Total Divas. Well, sure. Yeah, yes. you'll try to do some stuff with them. Absolutely. Um, logical for what they were trying to do with their careers. I think we we had kind of sensed that they wanted to move more into entertainment in the last couple of years and away from professional wrestling. And what do you blame them? Like no. Th- no. these girls can actually wrestle now. Like you can't just show up, be pretty, and kind of like 
Though like, Nikki had been getting better. Yeah, Nikki actually had been very good, in fact. Nikki, and, I don't give a shit yeah, what anybody yeah. says. I hope Nikki comes back from this injury. Nikki can hold her own with anybody. No, you're right. In the she had really become a hoss, and obviously you could tell that there was an impact to John Cena in, in her career in the, the more yeah. recent years. So well, we get to see Johnny Ace on our TV, and that's well, the dude, important you know, thing. If here. you're complaining about that, that again, I don't thing. know. Of course, I'm not probably going to really watch Total Bellas, so I'm, I'm probably not going to get Johnny more Ace. More than likely going to be forced to, but I won't hate it. Is she into Total Divas? Tots? Oh, she watches every week. She's, really? She watched tonight, the season finale tonight. No, that's wild. Two hour season what, finale. What was, oh, the, yeah. was that talking about Daniel Bryan, or do you I, know? I have you no know? idea. All right. So you, I just watched. You could be I'm living in a world watching something else. Where you could be watching Total Divas and Total Bellas every week. I don't week. hate it. Huh? I don't hate it because here's the thing that you're overlooking: yeah. the fact that the Bellas are about to get their new spinoff. Yeah. Somebody else is going to have to be. On that's that true. Show. They'll probably move somebody into the. Well, they, they've already said uh, Lana. Lana Russo. And that's not a bad thing at all. And just like that, Lana, more, yeah, more right. Lana on my TV set. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You've won me back over. They do, and credit, because I have not watched every... They, I promise you, if they put Sasha on that show, well, I, I know you. Every <laughs> Sasha week. has yeah. said today... Faithfully. Saucer said she will never be on Total Divas. Yeah, but yeah. She, she said there's that an now. amount of money that suddenly right, you're exactly. I'll be on Total Divas tomorrow. Yeah, right. that, exactly. that can change very quickly. Um, I'll say this: I have not watched every episode of Total Divas, but Me I have admitted either. before that I have watched episodes of Total Divas, and they do do a remarkable job of being like, "Hey, how can we figure out a way to get these girls in a bikini this week? <laughs> like, what is it that we can do? Like, out of nowhere, they're like." Now let's check in with Eva Marie, and she's just sitting by a pool for no apparent that chick reason. Amanda. Yeah, I mean, oh she's a lovely, God. lovely young lady. Only time I've ever seen her wrestle is at NXT at WrestleMania the Access, Access, where she wrestled. Uh, who was it that she wrestled? That I night? wasn't there. Dana Brooke. No, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. It was okay. Alexa Bliss, right. and she lost. Obviously, well, I, mean, but, I would think. <laughs> but she looked damn good doing. I'm it. sure she did. I'm sure she did. And she looks just as good in a bikini every week. She well, I believe her profession before this was professional <laughs> bikini model. I believe she was on the bikini tour. Like, I, was I it think, a bikini model, or was it? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. I mean, I, I it's it's quite possible. There, there was like a bikini model, a fitness model. There were, okay. There were well, I mean, things. sure, yes. maybe she was a fitness model. Yeah. I mean, even fitness models, was, one of their criteria. <laughs> yeah, right. Is yeah, to yeah, wear bikinis. Exactly. Correct. True. No doubt about All right. that. Into our top five this week, and as we always talk about, there's the big pro if you pro wrestling podcast triangle, where there's three things that you have to do on a pro wrestling podcast. One, you bitch. We didn't do that much bitching. Not this a lot week. of bitching this week. It was a pretty good week. I was proud of you guys. <laughs> it was a pretty good week, calling all, <laughs> yeah. all right. Say something about Roman Reigns. Say something about Roman Reigns. Say something about now Roman Reigns. That, that just means we saved it all for next week. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have a lot <laughs> of bitching next. Is next? Wait, are we? Ne- next week is the preview. Pay per view preview. Ooh. You got to come up with a stipulation. And I'm tired of this. We're, we're, yeah, we're too good at this. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, we're not giving people what they want. I'd say fuck having somebody else involved. Whoever's last. Somebody has to lose. Between the three of us. I don't know, but I kind of like involving people. Like, I, I don't know. We'll figure it out this week. Let's right, not we'll spend something. three minutes talking about that. Listen to Aaron over hey, here. Hey, I'm, Thanks, I'm, Aaron. I'm being Mr. Uh, Producer fair here. Enough, fair enough. <laughs> Um, so there's bitching. Aaron, you just sounded like a huge dick. Because That's right. That's there's right. a little bit of appreciation. Continue. Condescending AJ. <laughs> Condescending AJ had to come back. There's a little bit of appreciation, and then there's the one thing that brings every professional wrestling fan together, and that, of course, is fantasy, fantasy booking. booking. We all love fantasy booking. And if you think that a professional wrestling podcast isn't supposed to be about fantasy booking, I don't know what it is that you're doing. Why are you like, listening? Correct. So... Uh, we've been talking a lot about Conor McGregor. Let's go ahead. 
let's fantasy book them. Give me five scenarios, five matches, five whatever you want to do, the way that you would use Conor McGregor if you were gifted him. If you were sitting in the writer's room today and you walked in and, like Johnny Carson said about the Mark Furman tapes, manna from heaven, you were handed (laughs) Conor McGregor. AJ Francis, you're number five. I would like to lead off by saying of my top five, four of them are me thinking like Vince how I can make a billion dollars. Yeah, sure. And one of them is just pure it would be fantastic to see. The first of which is me trying to make a billion dollars. Okay. You put a mega rock star like Conor McGregor on one side of the ring Mm -hmm. at WrestleMania. Mm Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the ring, you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. look, <laughs> I, it's not on my list, but it's not like I, yeah. I kind of left it off my list because I was hoping that we would have a couple that we would differentiate. And, and I hate to do this to all the young and up, up and coming talent, but The Rock versus Conor McGregor at WrestleMania is most certainly the main event. Well, yeah. most yes. certainly yes. the main event. You have the biggest box office oh, yes. draw in sports against the biggest <laughs> box office draw in movies. Yes. Period. Would that be the main event? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it might be the only gonna, match on the card. They're, they're going to have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens main yeah, event right? over that. I mean, it's pretty I good, mean, too. No one's like, going to yeah, hate that right? match, but that match it's is not the main a, event. That's you know, not so bad, man. Uh, yeah, of course. That would be massive and would make a billion dollars and... You know, we we would love our lives. I mean, it would just be really great. That's could that, you imagine that's so big it could actually trickle down to us somehow, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like a big match trickles down to a few people, but we didn't really get any trickle down out of this year's WrestleMania. We might get trickle down out of The Rock taking on Conor McGregor at WrestleMania. The Rock versus Conor McGregor at WrestleMania, in and of itself. Could like you he's still trying to sell me on it. No, 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 I'm just thinking about this. Think about that month of promos leading up to that match. Between those yes, two. Yes, it would be everything oh, incredible. You could do the month of promise, or you could just say, hey, guess what? You're getting The Rock versus Conor McGregor. <laughs> We're not going to do any build to this. Right, right. That's actually a good <laughs> point. Just and you know what? I would kind of almost prefer, because then you can't risk screwing it up in any way. Like, we're, this is what you're getting. Live with it. Watch Kane run around for a few weeks, and we'll see you at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're number five, Aaron. Uh, my number five, just because... Uh, similar size with such contrast in styles. I'd love to see this. Uh, McGregor against Neville. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, sure. Could, 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 Irishman versus, uh, Britt. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Could, could you, see, you know, he throws the punch and Neville just like flips away. Like, I mean, that would be a great spot. It would, it would not <laughs> suck. Uh, my number five is a little bit more generic because I'm not giving you necessarily the match. I'm just giving you the direction that I would take him in. My number five is you have a power struggle with he and Sheamus within the League of Nations. That all of a sudden one day, you're Rusev, you're Alberto Del Rio, and you walk around and you see, well, there's this other guy here, and he's Irish, he's too. Irish too. And he's much better and than he's this guy. he's way better than the Irish guy we have. And it sort of sets up, look, I don't really, I, it's too generic for me to just say, everybody knows Conor McGregor, Sheamus is an obvious, like, of course you would kind of have to do that at some point if you really have Conor McGregor, but you, it's got to be more than that to me. Like, you've got to start with something, and I think the creating a power struggle within the League of Nations would provide that for you. Your number four. My number four, another big box office draw, because these guys have legitimate heat. I would go Conor McGregor versus Dana White. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in fairness, Vince, or Triple H and Dana have been friendly. Um, now, Dana They're is a fighter. Friendly versus 
Yeah, I mean this Showing is up at like whatever. like Dana's gonna make money for the WWE. Like Dana's Dana, gonna make money himself. And that is true. true. That is true. And how much promotion? So Dana like, doesn't do UFC fights for free. Right. Like essentially, it would have to be the WWE gives away their title sponsorship of WrestleMania to the UFC for free on top of paying Dana White. Right. And like Conor I mean, McGregor. It, yeah, I mean it would be a lot of those things, dude. Again, it would of course be yes. amazing. Yes. Nobody's questioning whether or not it'd be amazing. It would be amazing. It would take those, a lot of work. And those punches would not be held. No. No. And again, people forget that Dana was a fighter. Was a legit. The, I mean, what did we learn about shoot fights today? Yeah, that's a good point, right? <laughs> that's a good point. All right, your number four? Uh, my number four. This one's going to be. You guys are going to laugh at me for having this so yeah. low, but uh, I'm putting it up. Brock. Well, it's my number three. It's yeah. my yeah. number two. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, just the reason I have it low is just. The size right. difference you're, you're is saying, going to be real but tricky. It to almost creates Brock, Brock Bryan with it actually being far more kind of viable than even right. yeah. exactly. Brock Bryan was. Yeah. Oh, um, Brock Bryan wasn't viable? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't bitching. Like, remember how we had a good show with Little Bitching? Um, yeah, I mean, of course. Yes, of the, course. Two, the two biggest or two of the three biggest box office draws yeah. in UFC history going up against yep. each other. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good that's your number two because then it'll help us get back to you at number one. Uh, we'll, we'll work around that. My number uh, four is essentially putting Connor in the rock shoes and paying off what you had been waiting for and doing Connor and Ronda against Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania next year. And okay. It, that works. Okay. It can, yeah. it can sort of take care of the, if you really have a rock related problem with insurance and with the movies and things along those lines, the rock could kind of tag in Conor McGregor. Rhonda, I don't think we believe really has another lengthy UFC run in her. Like she's going to come back and do this thing and, you know, she kind of has to. She can't go out the way that she went out. But I think she's kind of made it clear that she has far bigger goals she has plans to beyond get out. the UFC yep. that like she needs to go back and kind of rewrite her finish. And so it might very well be that she wins one fight and sort of says, okay, now I've got a, a, Retires as champ. a better finish and I can go on to doing movies and I can go on to doing things like these. Tell me you had the option to have Ronda and Conor McGregor against Triple H and Stephanie and that that wouldn't be kind of great. Like, yeah, yeah. It would be kind of effing great. It would, it would absolutely. So that's my number four. My number three. Strictly, this is not the one where I told you it's about making a billion dollars. Right. This is the one that's not about making a billion dollars. It's just about I would love to see these two guys cut promos against each other for a month leading up to Mania. It would be Conor McGregor and Enzo Amore. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going a different okay. direction. I thought you were going my direction yeah. for number three. But, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> yes, then, give me those hey, promos. Hey, we, we, we saw it at NXT. Enzo can throw some punches right. into a box. That's right. That's right. And, and they're the similar match. sizes, so it's a believable match. It it could work. Um, you know, the funny thing about Conor McGregor is I don't think he would be able to do scripted promos. Like, I'm pretty sure, oh, no. like, you would just have to hand him a microphone and say, whatever comes out of your he, mouth comes out of your mouth. I, I have a feeling he'd be terrible if, you know, maybe bullet points, but if you try to write it out for Yeah, him, I'm pretty stumble. sure, like, you just have to say, alright, dude, go crazy, and then you have to be a little worried about the fact that you're on USA. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't suck, and I think that you, the burden would kind of be on Enzo, which is the crazy, crazy part, but, you believe that Enzo Amore is capable of carrying such a burden. He's currently doing it with the Dudley Boys. Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously a bigger stakes yeah. than the Dudley Boys. But, yeah, you can you can do it, no doubt. All right, so now, Aaron, we know what AJ's two is, so give well, me your... Well, I, I haven't given my three. Right, I'm oh, giving, okay. give me your three and two. Oh, my three and two. Okay, my number three. Similar vein name. I want a promo battle here. I want to see Conor McGregor's chops. So I am going to put him in a match 
against Kofi Kingston, and I want to see Connor and the New Day interact for oh a couple boy. months. Oh, boy. I mean, it would be <laughs> weird. That is money. It would be weird, but it would definitely... It would be, yeah, right? Is Connor McGregor booty? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number two? Uh, and my number two, uh, I'm going, instead of going, you know, you mentioned the, you got to do Connor McGregor, Sheamus for the Irish thing. No, no, no. There's another Irishman in the WWE who right, I'd rather see. And I want to see Conor McGregor and, and Finn Balor. Yeah, it's, it's my number two. D- that well. stare down. Just, yep. you know, even height, similar build. Yep. Awesome. Could you imagine Finn Balor coming out as the demon to fight Conor And And that's exactly what, would have, that's yeah, what no the doubt. build would be. No doubt. Well, look, it's my number two. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it would it would just be uh, unbelievable. I mean, it would really be unbelievable. And I think that you would trust Finn with being able to carry whatever work needs to go into that. Um, so let's, so obviously we have to go back, go back to, to AJ, so I'll give my number one first. Um, I, look. What was your number three? My number oh, three yeah, was, was yep, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, my number one is, is a scenario where you sort of have Connor be the loudmouth, kind of speak up for wrestling fans who frankly are all assholes. And we know that we're all assholes. Like we're very aware of it, it's just who we are. And you kind of say, go be the mouth of the assholes. And you go stand toe-to-toe with John Cena, and you carry that program, and you represent wrestling fans. You represent assholes against, you know, this, the the golden boy. You go that route. And that maybe isn't the rock Conor McGregor. It's maybe not Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar, but it is. Don't underestimate how much crossover appeal Johnson. Correct. It is. He's hosting a television show on Fox. That is factual. It is billions (laughs) of dollars, once again, if you go that route. And I think that the storyline is easier to create quickly. There's no real work. Like, why The Rock and Conor McGregor would have beef kind of doesn't make sense all that much. Like, they're both very well received in their respective industries. John Cena represents yeah. what wrestling fans don't like, whereas Conor McGregor could quickly represent what wrestling fans like. Yep. And so it would be a very quick sell for that storyline and why it would work, and I just think that would be a tremendous package leading to a WrestleMania. So that's my number one, John Cena. Uh, my number one, it has nothing to do with the build. It has nothing to do with money. It's simply thinking, you know, in the ring, what would Conor McGregor's strength be? It would be that he's going to throw a stiff. Yes, but, you know, correct. He's be stiff. So who can throw a stiff? Kick a stick, punch back at him. Uh, I'm going with Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh, I mean, the king that of strong might be the style. One. That might be the one. Conor McGregor. Shinsuke. It might really be the one. Shinsuke versus Conor McGregor. I mean, McGregor. and they would both have big, elaborate, like you know, over the top intros. And they would go stiff against each it other. It would kind of look like a UFC fight in a lot and, of ways. And he has legitimate yeah. MMA background. Yeah, I mean that's kind of great. And the more I think about it, I might my my list might be wrong. I mean, <laughs> that's I, a great one. Yeah, that's a really really good one. My last one. Yes. Remember I told you I was going to make a billion dollars? Uh, you have said that you're making a billion dollars. This is how, if I was Vince McMahon, this is why I need Vince McMahon's job. Oh. Oh. Wait, oh. So, so he went from working to Vince to Can being I, Vince? If, it, if it's what I think you're about to say. <laughs> this man that he would wrestle only wrestled one match in the history of his wrestling career. But it was at WrestleMania. Michael Cole? And you're telling me that you couldn't make a billion dollars selling Conor McGregor. Versus Floyd Money Mayweather. Well, you're a thousand percent right. You can make a billion dollars <laughs> off of that. Oh, I don't. I, I don't know where the UFC is with Floyd Mayweather. So I don't, or where the, where the WWE is with Floyd Mayweather. It seems and like they're okay with. I them. guess they are because yeah, they did run a little bit on the network about him. Yeah. 
telling you. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt there would be. Triple H went out to the ring with him less than two years ago. Yeah, you're right. There's no doubt there'd be an absurd amount of money. I thought you were about to say, and I can't believe that none of us said it. Phil Brooks. Well, yes. Phil Brooks is the answer to this question. Phil Brooks is sort of like the. How do you not do that? Yeah. None of us said it. Well, mainly because. I don't know if CM Punk will ever wrestle or uh, fight hang on, UFC. I'm to, I'm, hang on. I'm about to ask this question. Who are we going to see next in the WWE? Conor McGregor or Phil Brooks? Conor McGregor. At, le- as, at least if you're talking appearance. I don't yeah, know about wrestling a match. Definitely if it's appearance, 100% McGregor. Yeah, I think you're right too. I think you're right too. Triple H bent over backwards for CM Punk. I, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to rehash the CM Punk but, thing. But my thing is because of that, Triple H is going to be running the company soon. So CM Punk doesn't strike me as a grovel to come back kind of guy. Yeah, but I still think that Triple H, best for business, would be willing to go back to the table and say, let's make some goddamn money, you and I. Let's figure it out. I don't want you to come in here and be on the roster. I don't want you to come in here and go through the same week-in, week-out shit as everybody else goes through. I just want you to come here and make me some goddamn money by standing on the other side of Brock Lesnar and and letting me hang some posters up around wherever, you know, Brooklyn, where SummerSlam's going to be this year. You know, like that. I can see that. That smells like something that Triple H should be willing to do. All right, there you go. A lot of UFC this week, but again, it's specific to one particular topic that we just all couldn't help but be a little excited about the possibility of. Um, so next week will be our uh, payback preview show. We'll make our picks. We'll have some sort of penalty at stake for either if you lose. Ah, we'll figure it out, but we'll have something for that next week. In the meantime, AJ Francis, your Twitter account is? AJ Francis 410 Very good. Give him a follow there. Is there anything that we can we need to plug? Any friends? Oh, plug Miggs because he's our boy. Oh, yeah, my buddy Steve Miggs in Seattle. I know you're listening to this because you're a loyal listener. He's the best. 99.9 in Seattle. He's just the freaking best. Yeah. We love Steve Miggs and BJ Miggs in the morning. Listen to those guys. Who Listen doesn't his... love a BJ in the morning? I, you know, I've said that for a long time. You don't have to wake up. You can just sort of sit. It's just. Oh, it's what's that? Yeah, right. What's happening? Oh. Also, the uh, the Migs cast, of course, and the Mega cast. Mm-hmm. Listen to all those from uh, Steve Miggs. He's a great dude. Aaron Oster. What's up? On Twitter. D.A. Oster. We are on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. Our your email account is? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And you have uh, at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone coming up? Uh, I got a few interviews. I, I haven't published my Katrina interview yet. I think that should be going up. Might be up by the time this uh, this ends up going up on the air. And I might, I'm not positive about this, but I might be doing something with uh, Evolve and some other stuff. So well, speak, figure out. How have you not done an article about me being the coolest wrestling fan in the world? I would think that that would be Rolling Stone worthy. Yeah. I mean, at worst, it's Baltimore Sun Roll worthy. This, this is true. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he is Mr. Be, well, hold on, I might hold be on. throwing out the first pitch at an O's game. I, 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 ha- I haven't had a chance oh, to do cool. a story on Tori's grandmother. For She's ahead of you in line. Oh, well, I mean, that actually, <laughs> honestly, he's kind of probably right about that. <laughs> Um, uh, real quick, speaking of Evolve next week, I think Matt Riddle is going to join us, former UFC fighter who is now with Evolve Wrestling. I, I didn't get to talk to him to, or talk about this at all, but I went to the, the WWN Mercury Rising yeah. show. It was a crazy show, one of the better shows that I went to. I went to a ton of shows that uh, weekend. Matt Riddle, for as little as he's been wrestling, wrestling right. So impressive. And yeah. he's, he has, I think he has Anthony Nice at, in Joppa, and Anthony Nice is a longtime indie guy, a Northeast guy. Really, really good. Uh, he's short, that's why he's not in WWE right now, but has a, has the right body, well, has I, the right I, style for WWE. I think he's gonna be joining us next week, uh, ahead of their appearance, as you mentioned, in Joppa, here locally, with, at the MCW Arena, uh, for Evolve Wrestling. Also, I think maybe, and I, I forgot to mention this, 
I think we might be making our picks next week against Gary Barnage of the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, awesome. Might be the way that that goes cool. uh, next week. He actually wanted to do this week, but uh, he does this goofy thing where he, like, buys out a movie theater and invites a bunch of Browns fans to come watch movies with him, like, once God, a month. God, how selfish. Yeah, right? What a jerk. What, what a, a terrible person. So I think that might be next week as well, all right? I mean, there's uh, not really much else to do in Cleveland. That is a fact. <laughs> there is literally nothing else to do in Cleveland. If you're listening from Cleveland, thank you. Yeah, we, yeah, we, love, we you. love you. Yeah, no, 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 about that. Hey, man, we've seen your football team too. We like Gary, though. We like <laughs> Gary. Uh, all right, at Glenn Clark Radio is how you find me, glennclarkradio.com. For, uh, thanks, Dan Severn. Thanks, Daniel Pewter, for those guys. For AJ, for, or sorry, let me do this the other way around. For Aaron and for the main event, Ben. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben, jobbing out. Jobbing out.